0: Minutes after 6 a.m. on a Monday morning, and you are listening to your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. It is the Nahum Siegel Network and our Jewish Unity Initiative to Venice, Italy. Everybody out there, head to the website at NahumSiegel.com. We are on video. You could actually see this incredible site. Just moments ago, a ZK was panning to the entrance of the ghetto here in Venice, and I'm standing on a bridge just next to the uh, ghetto entrance on one of these beautiful canals in Venice, Italy. The Jewish Unity Initiative has chosen Venice because 500 years ago in 1516, the Jewish community of Venice, Italy was literally locked down every single night in this ghetto. That was the law at that time. It lasted until 1797, when General Napoleon Bonaparte opened up. The gates of this ghetto. To commemorate the 500 years, as so many people have been doing, and specifically here in Venice, they've been doing all year long, we are here with the Jewish Unity Initiative to bring everybody in our worldwide audience this incredible story and this great history. And at the same time, to bring some spirit and inspiration to the small Jewish community of Venice and its surrounding areas. That is the reason why this past Saturday night we presented, free of charge, a beautiful Malava Malka, a David Fadida production starring Itzhak Dadia and Daniela Javier in the beautiful Gimel Garden area of the Jewish ghetto. That's why we are here. We're here to share the great Jewish music. We are here to share some inspiration. And we're here to share history and present-day situation with all of our listeners around the world. That's the purpose of the Jewish Unity Initiative, to bring a spirit of unity, to bring a spirit of brotherhood, to bring a spirit of camaraderie to Jewish communities around the world. You might recall that we've been to places like Houston, Texas after the flood. We've been to places like Stay Road as they were under fire. We've been to places like Paris last year to bring a big boost of inspiration and energy to a community that needed it within a year after the Hypercashare terrorist attack. We've been doing this Jewish unity initiative to different areas of the world, and Venice, for us, was the next natural choice jewish music has always been an amazing component of the jewish unity initiative and everything that we do and the concert this past saturday night and bringing the spirit and inspiration to this small community a community that does not normally get to see and to enjoy jewish music experiences was simply remarkable everybody out there make sure to tune in All through the uh, couple of days that we are here in Venice to enjoy our broadcasts, make sure to head to the video section on our website at NahumSiegel.com and enjoy this incredible experience with us. Venice is beautiful. Many of you have been here. And you might think only during the summer months when it's hot and the tourist season is really very strong. You'd think that only then this city is beautiful. But even now, even now in the rainy and overcast conditions, it is an incredible city an unbelievably wonderful area of the world and the entire concept of the entire city being uh, on canals and all the different uh, modes of transportation that we've seen in this world and this one being uh, mostly by boat is pretty remarkable everybody out there you make sure to stay tuned with us as we bring you this experience all through Monday all through this broadcast Here at JM and the AM, we're going to be speaking to some of the personalities that could brief us on the incredible history of the Venetian ghetto that are going to be able to tell us about the rich history of the last few hundred years and they'll be able to enlighten us about the incredible history of this unbelievable area. At the same time, we're going to have a chance to spend some time speaking about the present-day ghetto and what's happening now and about the small Jewish community and all the people that come from around the world to visit. This is one of the reasons we are here, to make sure to not only live the past, but also to live the present as well and bring it to you in this form. So enjoy, enjoy this experience with us as the Jewish Unity Initiative has arrived in Venice, Italy, and I want to thank all the incredible people and all the wonderful organizations that have helped us. A special thank you to Bartonura Wine. A special thank you to the Royal Wine Company, KEDEM. A special thank you to all of our wonderful sponsors and our American chairman of this specific event, Mr. Leon Goldenberg, and all the people who have been so generous in making sure the Jewish Unity Initiative not just lives, but lives very, very strong. I thank everybody who's been a part of this incredible experience, our own team that's here, a team that's going to bring you all of these messages with social media and with video and with audio and with highlights of Saturday night's concert that I hope you've already enjoyed. I want to thank the entire team that's been so amazing from the Nachum Siegel Network. And everybody out there, continue to journey with us through these unique experiences as we bring the Jewish Unity Initiative to you around the world. I also remind you of our own future, our own transformation that's happening, literally as we speak in just a few more days we're going to be going to an all-digital platform and everybody out there make sure to have the NSN Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone so you'll be able to be up-to-date minute by minute with everything that we are doing uh, with all of our incredible programming I thank you very much for tuning in coming up as we do our Monday morning theme song you're going to be enjoying on our video at com some of the sights of our actual journey to Venice things that went on as we traveled here in the latter part of last week and arrived in Venice, Italy for an incredible Shabbat and a Malava Malka. Thank you for listening to us on a Monday morning to JM in the AM. And thank you for tuning in to the Nachum Siegel Network.
1: One step in the sunshine and smile. First, think about the beauty of nature around you. Marvelous wonders around you. It's so very clear. Oh, it's so.
2: Valen, long, to
0: J.M. in the A.M. on a Monday morning, and this is why we're here. This is why we're in Venice with the Jewish Unity Initiative, to learn about the history of this incredible place, this amazing area of the world, and the Jewish community of Venice. Uh, We are here in the Jewish Museum. I remind all of our listeners... Uh, there's a video right now available at NachumSiegel.com, where you could watch all of these proceedings as we do a walkthrough of the museum. And, of course, if you're listening on the radio or anywhere around the world through any of our audio sources, you are going to hear about the history of the Jews of Venice uh, right now during the first part of today's broadcast. We are in the Jewish Museum. In the backdrop is the actual declaration from 1516, or a replica, I should say, of the Declaration of 1516, which required the Jews to live in this ghetto. Uh, the first Jewish ghetto 500 years ago. And we're here today with the curator and co director of the Jewish Museum of Venice, as Marcella Ansaldi, who's with me. Thank you very much for joining us today.
3: Um, I'm Marcella Ansaldi, and I'm uh, a member of the Jewish community of Venice. Uh, we are here in the uh, uh, historical room. We call historical loom to explain the history of a Jew who came from uh, uh, North Europe at the, the beginning of the uh, fourteenth uh, century. And uh, the first uh, uh, Jew came from uh, uh, mm, the north of Europe uh, most uh, from uh, Germany uh, for two reasons. One for the uh that it was uh, on the north and uh, the second it was because uh, the economical situation of uh, serenissima it was really really interesting for uh, merchant the first uh, lapide stone in the uh, get in the lido It was uh, uh, at uh, the beginning of the 14th century. And in the Lido Cemetery, it's uh, a little island near Venice, uh, we have an historical part of uh, um, the Jewish community. Uh, we, uh, We were, we Jewish were in Venice, as merchant and they can live here but uh, the republic uh, Serenissima when they uh, are uh, mm, uh, few they were absolutely uh, in accord with the Jewish community but right. after that in, at the beginning of uh, uh, 16th century uh, there were a big immigration of Jews from uh, uh, Germany, and uh, um, in two days the Republika decided to uh, put all Jews inside the ghetto. And
0: this was for their own security or they were worried about other things?
3: No, not only for own security, it was more for the security of the Venetian citizens. And uh, uh, it was uh, uh, a very big discussion inside the Republic Serenissima, inside the Consiglio dei Dieci, about this uh, immigration, because one part of uh, uh, the aristocratic uh, uh, member, they are not convinced you <laughs> to, uh, to put uh, in a part uh, in a different part Jewish, but uh, the merchant in the Rialto uh, was not happy at all that uh, there are many, many Jews who do the same uh, work. Right. This is the reason why they asked to uh, recognize a special contract, uh, the Condotta, and the first contract uh, uh, from uh, uh, 16th century and 15, between 16. yeah, 1516 right. and it was uh, between the Serenissima and the Jewish community, the German Jewish community at the time it was in 1516 uh, uh, right. and it was the Doge uh, Leonardo Loredan who decided to um, to do these limits and uh, uh, but inside the ghetto the Jewish uh, first built the synagogue the German synagogue in 1528 it was not exactly what they, the Serenissima uh, they given the permission to build that and uh, this is the reason why the Synagogue is inside the uh, urban uh, uh, a regular building. Yeah, regular building. Right.
0: All right. So this is this is in fact the contract. Right, we're Absolutely. looking at the contract between the monarchy, yes. I yeah, assume, exactly. right, exactly. and the Jewish community in terms of what they were or were not able to do Absolutely. as immigrants exactly. to Venice.
3: Exactly. All right. But they changed the condotta, the Right, I see it's
0: different as the years go yes, on. Yes,
3: because uh, each time that they change the contract, they ask something more, taxes and uh, uh, more limits. Just to Uh, keep
0: the immigrants in check, to to keep some type of hold on them, so to speak. And before that, was there an active... Uh, was there an active Jewish community in the business world in Venice before that? Before that big immigration of no, the 1500s? So no. it was a very small community Ma- before very that.
3: Very small. So, so uh, all yes. these
0: immigrants come Absolutely. in and they're worried about, it, about yes. the immigrants taking their jobs. The government makes a deal exactly. with these immigrants about how to behave in the business world, etc. And this is what we're looking at right now, these official documents or uh, replicas or images of them Absolutely. Uh, that was declared 500 years ago. First time there was ever a ghetto anywhere in the world right? that would hold Jews or anybody in a specific area. Exactly. And exactly. the word ghetto is an Italian word, in fact?
3: No, it's uh, a German. It's
0: a German
4: word.
3: Yeah. It was ghetto. It was a foundry because it was a not a, a, a very important uh, place That right. It was a, a place not very uh, healthy. Right.
0: And, and until today, the word ghetto is still used to describe anywhere where people are held in a specific small area. Exactly. Okay, so this is the declaration. What do we have after that?
3: At at the time, uh, the immigrant was uh, uh, 600,000, the most uh, people who came from uh, uh, the the moment of the the top of the immigration. Right. And uh, what is uh, interesting for us, for today... For the Jewish community that uh, this museum is not only a museum it 's really the heart of the ghetto and the heart of our uh, tradition and we hope through the museum to 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 go uh, through the future the history
0: and 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 to continue to the future and and just to emphasize your point uh in other words not only where we are standing right now thousands of jews lived hundreds of years ago uh together and where we are in this building they prayed as well they prayed as a community in the synagogue that we're going to see later Uh, behind us right now these are items i assume from that era of german jury in venice
3: exactly this is uh, uh, for Zedekah.
0: Right, stuck a box, Yeah. And a and a, Chanukia, a menorah.
3: And a, yeah. And this is a prior book. Right. Uh, but all this object come from the Jewish community. Right. Come from the synagogues. And synagogues was uh, in use. Uh, From uh, uh, 16th century to today, only the period of the Shoah was closed. Right, the city was closed closed
0: during the war. Uh, Then, of course, as you would suspect, the Italian community also had a big influence on Venice. What are we looking at here?
3: Yes, Uh, this is a very special uh, thing because we have the atarot in wood. Its very poor at a rot and a pair of Rimonim in wood too. It's absolutely unusual because uh, gold it was uh, uh, too expensive. Uh, yeah too expensive silver it was expensive too, and the jewels, for the condotta, for the contract uh, did not uh, uh, work I- with the, this uh, very uh, important material because
0: they can It's JM and the AM as we uh, broadcast from the Jewish Museum of Venice the items that we're looking at right now from what we call the Italian era is from around what year? These are from around how long ago? How long uh, ago?
3: It, it was from uh, 16th century. Also from the 16th yeah. century.
0: Okay, we move on as we continue a walking tour of the Jewish Museum in Venice. It's Nahum Siegel speaking to Marcella Ansaldi, who is the uh, curator and co-director here at the museum. What are we looking at now?
3: We are in front of the Levantine uh, uh, part. Levantine and Spanish came from uh, uh, after the pogrom in uh, Spanish. And uh, uh, at the end of... uh, uh, 1500s. 50, yeah. yeah. Fifteen hundred, And uh, wow. they are more uh, rich.
0: Right. They were wealthier, a wealthier yeah. community. Yeah. Now I'm beginning to understand why that era was so important because so many different groups of Jews were escaping persecution or looking for better opportunity yeah. all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah. community just started to grow and grow and hence we had so many exactly. different uh, synagogues you know, representing different communities. This and is all happening in the, fif- in the 1500s.
3: And this is uh, the reason why many Jews uh, looked to Venice, uh, to Serenissima, and uh, uh, they preferred to live there than in Rome, for right. example. It was because the Serenissima Republic, it was uh, not really in good uh, relation with the Church and Pope.
0: Right, and that made it it easier for the Jews. Yeah, absolutely. If you put yourself in the context of those (laughs) days, then certainly. Um, Here we have what? What is Uh, this?
3: uh, This is uh, Ponentini, and you can look at a tick. It's uh, a tick. It's uh, uh, a box. To, to put the, uh, scroll, the torah. torah scroll and uh, uh, usually it was a sephardic uh, tradition here uh, it was be- before it was only for sephard and after uh, it, there was there were many many tradition who came from uh, sephard who was accepted from uh, uh, ashkenaz right. and they Began to live it together because at the beginning it was uh, uh, each one has uh, his uh, rabbi, uh, his uh, synagogue, right. uh, tradition, works, uh, uh, shops, and, right.
0: and again, if you piece and it together historically, this is right after the expulsion from Spain. Yet another group of people that's looking for a place to go to. It's all happening at the same time. Exactly. Um, and what do we have here? We Some of the cultural life in Venice yeah, the at that cultural time.
3: Cultural life. Uh, we are. Uh, we were uh, inside a hazer. Uh, uh, hazer. It was a uh, courtyard. A court. A court. Yeah. And uh, uh, in the Venetian uh, language, it was hazer. Okay. And uh, they didn't call ghetto. Jewish, you, they didn't use ghetto.
0: They didn't like, like using that word. Yeah, it was a demeaning term.
3: Yes, and Hazar was the the like the a courtyard, term. right? Yeah, exactly, and they tried to begin uh, to study to have a relationship uh, with the uh, Venetian people, but uh, uh, more in the culture that uh, in the uh, only in the merchant. Uh, in the commerce. And uh, um, uh, they can't uh, uh, print books, but uh, they are, um, they wrote books for Christians. In the ghetto? In the ghetto and uh, outside the ghetto during the morning.
0: So there was so there was uh, there was a a Jewish culture and there was also a culture because they dealt with certain people in business. Yeah. So they had a a Venetian or 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 Italian culture as well. Exactly. Uh, not different than what we have today, where we have our own distinct Jewish culture, but there's also a cultural exchange or some type of symbiotic relationship with the, with the culture of the secular world.
3: Yes, it will be really important to study the history and the history of Jews uh, around the world to understand what happened today.
0: Right, that's true. Uh, history repeats itself, after all. Um, okay, this is th- this is one of the most, this is a very well-known name, Leon ah, Modena, Leon, right? a Leon, very well-known name. Leon
3: Modena, name. yes. It was a, a very important rabba, but it was a, a very unusual rabba, too. Uh, he, he was so uh, new in Venice that many, many Gentili, no Jews they
0: enjoyed listening to him Yeah. So he was a preacher yeah and they, they enjoyed listening to him and he taught here in the old ghetto it goes again into that same era right the early 1600s and it, the the uh, the Beit Midrash that we see as it, it says a, here it still has yeah. his name there named for him uh, he was also part of it he was also the head of a music academy it says which Absolutely. is very important to and us they
3: wrote, uh, he wrote the uh, uh, very important book uh, Riti uh, uh, of the uh, 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 as the Minag, the abbot.
0: History of Jewish rights, exactly. the, the reason why we do what exactly. we do, all the different customs. Alright, so that's one important name. Um, what can you tell us about this exhibit over here?
3: This is the end of the segregation. The end of the segregation. At the time of Napoleon. Exactly. When so Napoleon, Napoleon, the
0: young general, comes in here.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh, this uh, is
0: seventeen what? Seventeen what year does he what year does he do all this? Seventeen ninety seven. Seventeen ninety seven Napoleon declares yeah. as a young general that he's opening the gates of the yes. ghetto. And, and what does that do to the community here?
3: Uh, we have some documents. About that period, uh, it's a really kind document, because uh, Jews uh, dance. Altogether. They were celebrating. <laughs> yeah, it was a
0: big celebration. Yeah. But now and they'd they be able dance, to to assimilate they, yeah, into regular absolutely. society. Yeah. And is that what happened? Do uh, they start leaving the ghetto immediately?
3: Immediately, if they can, and they afford uh, it. Yeah, and they can build uh, apartment right. house outside outside
0: um within the uh, let's let's go over here where we have the uh we have the, the most exhibit important
3: about uh, um, uh, printing right
0: was in venice right in venice, it, it yes. was the printing capital of europe at that Absolutely, time yeah. and these are some of the of the works that were printed here
3: yeah this is an example of uh, censura how will you, how how is the censura censorship, censorship.
0: What do you mean an example? That they actually, they yes. took the Shulchan Aruch, if you yes. see the ZK, you could, you could uh, um, what's the word? You could zoom in on that. Focus. They actually okay. took the Shulchan Aruch, and they, what they didn't like, they blacked out. Yeah. They censored the, the halachic uh, code of the Jewish people.
3: But uh, sometimes they can't read, and the uh, Jews read Right, they couldn't read. read the language. Yes, and uh, sometimes they not read, uh, read exactly what it was.
0: Uh, right, <laughs> so they may, they may have made a mistake in their censorship. And then this is a volume of the Gemara, this is a, uh, exactly. a volume of Talmud. Talmud,
3: this is, Talmud. Uh, this is a very interesting because uh, the Talmud, uh, this kind of uh, uh, printing, it was typical uh, from... Venice after uh, uh, Aldo Manuzio, a a printer, and they used after this kind of, we used to, of study.
0: This is actually, I think, a Mishnah with the parish of the Rambam in it um, from Sechas Midos, if you look at that. Um, Just a word before we close this segment. The, uh, we have one more. Up, uh, we're going to do one more up here. But I, I want to ask you as we walk up to the, we're uh, going this way. As we go to the show exhibit, I want to, I want, I want you to remind the audience that when the ghetto was was growing, because for 200 years the ghetto continued to have more and more people, yes. uh, you know, be, uh, who who populated the area. Yes. So as it grew, the houses grew, meaning the only way to build was up. There was no way exactly. for them to expand any other way, and uh, and that exactly. and that caused a, you know, certain people to live on the sixth or seventh floor of a walk-up building. And they had no choice. There was nowhere else to go.
3: Absolutely.
0: We should also point out that the... Um
3: we are in the Shua area. is not finished. It's really difficult for us that we are the second generation to speak about that. More difficult than uh, the other generation because uh, they lived that period and they... At the beginning, they want to... Uh, remember nothing, and uh, live in. Uh oh, they wanted
0: to deny what happened.
3: Yeah.
0: And now, and now there's a resurgence of memorials and and remembrances of what actually mm-hmm. did happen. Mm-hmm. The Jews, who, the Jews who went from Venice to the concentration camps, were actually taken from the center of the ghetto, correct?
3: Exactly.
0: And about 250 Jews were murdered during the Shoah yeah. in, in, from from this area, which is a lot if you think of the population in the early part of the 20th century mm-hmm. here in the venetian ghetto and then you're looking at a we're looking at a photograph here of this is literally the day of liberation as it was being celebrated in the ghetto yeah. correct
3: Venice uh, was uh, liberated on uh, uh, april 29 and this is 1945 1945 and uh, this is a photo that we met inside um, uh, terror no it's in french a drawer.
0: <laughs> you found the photo in a yeah, drawer. Yeah. This photo was found in a drawer yeah. from that day in April 1945. Uh, ten, ten years ago. This gentleman is from the it English a, army.
3: Yes, it was the English army, and uh, because we haven't uh, rabbi, rabbi. Right.
0: There was no rabbi.
3: No, there and, were.
0: And these are the same rimonim that we saw earlier exactly. on the Torah that was taken out of the shul. I'm sure to and celebrate it, with it.
3: It's the first time that uh, uh, the Torah ro- scroll. Uh, was outside. Out, was outside. <laughs> it's a
0: good reason. This woman yeah. over here in the corner—I don't know if you can get that—ZK is your mother. This is your mother on that day in April 1945. Tell us a minute about your family history.
3: They are not uh, uh, Venetian. They came from Belgium, and it was uh, foreign for uh, uh, Italian uh, uh, government. And this is the reason why, at the beginning in uh, 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 1938, they have the first problem, because uh, my grandfather uh, lost uh, the work, and uh, um, they have no onaria. they have no um, car to car to to buy uh, milk.
0: Oh, rations and milk and yeah. right, right. They, they had no food.
3: Yeah, and uh, um, all my family. One part of my family came from uh, Hungary, and but uh, they had uh, the passport, the Belgian passport. All right. And uh, Belgium was uh, against Germany.
0: Were they living in the ghetto? No, they were outside the ghetto. Outside the ghetto. What <laughs> city?
3: Uh, in, uh, uh, in Venice In
0: Venice, but in on the Venice, mainland In Venice,
3: not in Vigeto the But right. uh, they live uh, in the countryside Because my uncle had a very strong disease In uh, um, oh, he asthma ne- He needed
0: the country atmosphere <laughs> Yeah Uh, We're with Marcella Ansaldi. She is the curator and co-director here at the Jewish Museum in Venice. We are closing out this first segment as we've toured around the permanent exhibit that I know 99% of our audience is never going to see. I hope you have enjoyed at least getting this perspective, both in audio and video fashion. I remind you that the video is on right now at NahumSiegel.com. You can see everything we've spoken about. Those of you who are watching as we speak, you know exactly what I mean. And, of course, we're going to continue with plenty more. We are here with the Jewish Unity Initiative to bring this history and present-day Venice, this incredible Jewish community, even though it's small, it's an incredibly uh, incredibly intriguing story of the past and present, and we're bringing it to you on this edition of JM in the AM.
2: כדי להמחזר את זה, כולם יודעים. אבל לא טוב יאמין. נזרמים החיים mi bifnim, מביטנים כשהכל סובב That it's hard to be friends for no reason. It's not fair. Let the meachanishim be careful to actim. Chalomot, yesanim, Leaviv she'lashamaim, She'ahoshem va'enaim,
0: It's Nachum Siegel Network, JM and the AM and the Jewish Unity Initiative. We are continuing our tour of Venice. That's how we're spending this Monday on the air at JM and the AM. I remind everybody you can hear all of this on all of our audio platforms around the world and of course locally on radio. And you could see everything that we're doing right now by going to our website at Nahomsiegel.com. This video, this actual video presentation of the venetian jewish community and some of the key areas that we want to visit that we're going to be visiting uh, is up right now the video at com. go there and enjoy we are inside the german synagogue of the venetian ghetto meaning immigrants from germany to this area built this synagogue for their own community for their own congregation and roberta flavia is here she's a tour guide here at the museum the uh, jewish museum of venice And she is the head of the educational programs here at the museum. Roberta, thank you for being here today. Thank you,
5: thank you. Thank you
0: for inviting us to Venice.
5: Thank you. We are very, we are very glad to have you here.
0: We appreciate that. We are sitting now. Yeah. In a synagogue that had people sitting in it 500 years ago.
5: Exactly. This is the first synagogue which was built in Venice in 1528. So really, uh, a few years later, the first uh, contract to live in Venice for the Jews, which was in 1516. So That's almost a, 500 years.
0: So this is the first, almost 500 years. This is the first synagogue to be built, uh, no doubt. It was full at that time. No yeah. doubt there were plenty of people who were coming to, yeah. to have services here in the synagogue. And uh, it, I, I'm sure as we do this little tour of the synagogue, there'll be many things that you'll be able to point out that are related specifically to the German Jewish community, right? A tradition they brought along with them yeah. here to Venice. Let's start with what's behind us as we as we uh, um, begin this segment. This is the, the BMO, which at one point was in a different part of the synagogue, which you'll explain. Uh, tell us about... What we are looking at behind us.
5: Well, the bima in this synagogue used to be in another place. It used to be in the centre because this was uh, the German synagogue. So with the uh, original Ashkenazi rite, which had the bima in the centre in origin, uh, but the bima was moved where we can see it now, so at the back. Um, in 1818, 1, 18, when the floor cracked, it was a practical way. reason. It was a practical reason, absolutely.
0: And um, if we could, uh, if we it, could. It's
5: all wood, so it's all gilded, and uh, even if it was not so heavy, but for Venice, the center of the floor can be a problem for this.
0: Right, and and there were two situations that they were facing at that time. The first was that the synagogue had to be built... In a pre-existing building, right? They couldn't exactly. build out nope. anywhere, in the sy- anywhere in town. So that was number one. The second situation they faced is that the synagogue had to be on the highest floor yeah. of the building. They yeah. wouldn't have apartments and places to live on top of the synagogue, yeah. correct? Yeah. So those two factors together, and you end up with a synagogue where we are.
4: Of
5: course.
0: On the top of the building. Yes. Okay, if we could stand up and do a little tour as ZK takes us through the, through the synagogue. Um, obviously, these benches and... Uh, um, and, uh, and, um, thank you. And pews were used <laughs> for, for quite a number of years. As we walk uh, further and further toward the front of the synagogue, we uh, come to the Aron Kodesh, we come to the Holy Ark, which houses the, the Torahs, the Torah scrolls. Tell us what you can about this.
5: Well, um, the Aaron, like the Bima, were restored in 1700s. In reality, what we see now is the first synagogue of Venice, but it was completely restored at the beginning of 1700s. So the style of the Aaron is uh, late Baroque, 1730 about, and it's all wood. Than carbon and gilded but in any case the synagogue were all built in wood in late baroque
6: so it's
0: very possible that when the synagogue was first built in 1528 it looked more German than it looks now
5: in any case really different also the women's gallery had to be outside the synagogue because the stairs were different the structure of the building was different and so the women's section probably was a room outside the synagogue and
0: this woman's section or the gallery we're looking at now was probably done at around the same time the restoration in 1733
5: about they built this balcony which is all wood Uh, it reminds a theater gallery more than a women's gallery in reality in fact until the synagogue was regularly active the lower side of the balcony with the columns we see uh, used to be hidden with a curtain to be kosher
0: Mm, interesting and uh, if you look around the, uh, uh, the interior of the synagogue yeah. The Ten Commandments in Hebrew yeah. are uh, are on display. They're, they're they're all the words from the Ten Commandments, which is not unusual, obviously, for any synagogue. No, no. Uh, some of them include them in the front, which you have here on the iron Kodesh as well. Side, yeah. This is, it makes it even more beautiful. And um, the um, the the synagogue the synagogue has a special charm to it that um, that I would hope it's still in some type of use today. Is there still any type of active congregation on a, any type of regular basis that still uses the very first synagogue that was built in Venice?
5: Well, now this synagogue is active once a year, uh, the last one of Sukkot for arabah uh, or under request for private celebrations, but this is only, well, if... If, it's, if it happens, otherwise once a year only.
0: That's it, just one time mm-hmm. a year. Okay. With we,
5: a Sephardi right, of course, because this is a Sephardi community. Right, so it's a Sephardic mm-hmm. custom yeah. synagogue. Yeah.
0: Uh, tell us about the ceiling. Tell us, uh, as ZK pans all the way up to the top, can you tell us yeah. anything special to mention regarding the ceiling of the synagogue?
5: Well, the, synagogue, the ceiling was painted, of course, when the, Bima, when the synagogue was restored, so we are again in, in, at the beginning of 1700s. Um, what we see in the little dome, it's, uh, I mean that was open to have the natural light on the bima, and it was closed when the bima was moved.
0: That was the skylight?
5: Yeah, it was the skylight.
0: And the walls
6: of the synagogue? And
5: the walls are uh, decorated with this um, spatial decoration that we call Marmorino. It's typical in Venice, and uh, uh, it's false marble so painted it seems marble but it's painted probably because these people were not allowed to use the Real jewish marble. people were not allowed to use or buy marble it was expensive it was forbidden by expensive materials and so the false marble was the way to give the same effect to the same aesthetic to the synagogue but respecting the rules
0: so they wanted to look as nice as possible even if they couldn't use the best material yeah. in the uh, in the shul uh well there you have it anything else to mention or does that cover everything
5: yeah, I think so.
0: That covers it all. I thank Roberta. Uh, our visits our visit to the German synagogue, which is a now a Svart synagogue, uh here in uh, in Venice. It was built in um fifteen twenty eight. Fifteen twenty
5: eight. Fifteen
0: twenty eight. It was the very first synagogue and standing here and just realizing how many years ago, how many hundreds of years ago was first built and I am, I am sure opened with such pride by the Jewish community of Venice. It really gives you an extra special feeling. You're listening to JM in the AM. We are here in Venice, part of our Jewish Unity Initiative as we bring you the history and the present day uh, community of, uh, of Venice from the Jewish ghetto. Uh, remember you could see the entire production at NahumSiegel.com on our website. Uh, right now if you go there you'll see the video and of course we will continue with plenty more on this special Monday morning edition of JM in the AM. <laughs>
2: Only clash achieve the future. Always, there is a way to go and the the of the so, it's <laughs> a long this girl you, To the inside of you Because the world is a fire
0: continuing our tour of the permanent exhibit here at the Jewish Museum of Venice. Uh, Nachum Siegel, JM and the AM, the Nachum Siegel Network Jewish Unity Initiative. Everything we're about to discuss, you can see on video right now. If you go to nachumsegel.com, the video is on our homepage, and of course, you'll be listening to this conversation on all of our audio platforms. We are again rejoined by Marcella Ansaldi, who is the curator and the co-director of the Jewish Museum of Venice. And we are now, uh, for the first time, going to meet Barbara Delmarcado, Barbara uh, has coordinated the entire 500th commemoration, that's what we're saying, Barbara, 500th commemoration of the uh, Jewish community of Venice, of uh, of the establishment of the ghetto back in 1516, and she was the very first person that Miriam L. Wallach contacted uh, in a cold email just to see if there's any interest in us coming to be here in Venison to tell the story. So thank you, Barbara, and welcome to the show.
3: I'm so glad I replied to that email. <laughs> yeah, yes,
0: we're also very glad you replied to that email. Uh, and also has been working very hard with our own producer, Mark Zamick, to make this as, uh, as interesting and detailed a program as possible. We are standing, Marcella, in front of a Torah scroll, in front of a Sefer Torah. What could you tell us about this Torah?
3: Uh, in this room, we have all the collection of the Jewish community. These objects are in use today, not every Shabbat, not every day. <laughs> but uh, if we need other uh, atarot or due in the synagogue, uh, we can use that one.
0: They because actually come absolutely. to the museum and... What a statement that is.
3: Because it's our history, right. and this is so important for a Venetian uh, community. Right, but we, to we, continue. We,
0: we often look at Jewish communities as going to eventually be in museums, God forbid. Here, if a community today needs something, they go to the museum and bring it back out for yeah. use, which is an interesting concept. And uh, this Torah is among them, of course.
3: Yes, uh, this is a mantle and uh, the, uh, Atara uh, with the Rimonim, but uh, on the, uh, right of this room right, we have this, all different Rimonim, uh, it was, uh, most of, uh, 18th century and uh, it was, uh, from the handcraft, uh, not Jew. So Jews were not allowed to actually make these objects. They bought them ah. from non-Jewish artisans who were making them outside the ghetto, and then they bought them and brought them here.
0: Okay, so Jewish because people that, were not allowed. This was one
3: of the, of the regulations. They were allowed to, to do very few uh, jobs, and therefore. Right.
0: So their own religious objects, they were not able to do. They actually had to go to a vendor, right, a non-Jewish vendor, who would go ahead and make it for them. Interesting. We move to this side and uh, we see more artifacts what are some of the things we yeah, are looking uh, at
4: here
3: this, is, uh, uh, this part uh, is for uh, uh, traditional holiday came from, uh, uh, baby. Hmm. And, uh, we are in front of Shaddai uh, and all Shaddai came from Venetian baby and we are in front of Pesach to explain uh, for uh, to visitors non-Jewish what is the tradition in uh, the Jewish religion. All
0: right, so this is Pesach, and obviously a Pesach yes. uh, um, uh, plate, as you mentioned, yes. and this is from Purim, the Purim, is the, is the Purim scroll of Esther, rather, than Megillah
3: Esther. And uh, this is uh, a lot of Hanukkiyot, from
0: different eras.
3: Yes, inclu- they came from uh, North Europe. Including one from
0: 1746, exactly from Eastern Europe.
3: Exactly. That's pretty amazing. And uh, at the beginning, uh, we have the uh, Shabbat for the Kiddush, and uh, this is two... Spice boxes, Spice, boxes. Spice boxes.
0: The Psamim. Yeah, the
3: that they, would, they, would,
0: they would use after Shabbat. Exactly. Those are some of the artifacts that are here on permanent display at the museum. All of these are original. Nothing was purchased by the museum. They are all original. Used here in the Venetian ghetto. Uh, brought by different people of different Jewish Absolutely. cultures from around Europe uh, during the immigration to Venice. We are doing our Jewish Unity Initiative here in Venice, Italy, in the Jewish ghetto. Uh, we have uh, both Marcella and Barbara with us as we continue uh... to go through to the next area of the museum this next part is going to show us some of the things that uh, were used for the aron kodesh for the holy exactly. arcs correct exactly. and we're going to follow down here excuse me we're going to follow down here the very first thing we see marcella this and barbara the are the menorahs that were in the front of the synagogue i assume right uh, Chanukhiot. Right, Chanukhiot that were in yeah. front of the synagogue during chanukah yeah. They look and like they, is, they were used for yeah. public purposes. <laughs> yeah. I don't think those type of Hanukkiyot were used in a private home. And At this least I don't is think really so.
3: interesting. Uh, uh, the first one, it will be a pidiyon uh, dish. Uh, for a
0: pidiyon aben? Yeah. So when there was a pidyon aben, these were the silver platters that were used, I assume, to carry the baby. Yeah. For the pidyon aben, wow.
3: But uh, the, uh, the third one, it will be for a Pesach because uh, uh, it uh, absolutely not heavy. And it's uh, if you put a it's baby... It's very light? Yeah, <laughs> if you put a baby. Oh,
0: so this must be, uh, even though they call it a pidyon aben platter, you're saying yeah. it was a Pesach... Yeah. Uh, plate because it's too light yeah. to actually use for a baby. Behind us is a display of what looks like to both. These look like marriage contracts that were used at yeah. used at weddings. Yeah. These were used in the ghetto.
3: Yes, yes. Well, can you tell not, us? Not uh, all things. Uh, some
0: of them were used in the ghetto.
3: Yeah, some of that. And we have a lot of um, uh, contract in the Museo Correr in Venice.
0: Right, other marriage yeah, contracts.
3: Yeah,
0: uh, These are kubot that were used um, for different uh, weddings that took place here in the Venetian ghetto.
3: In, not only in the Venetian ghetto, in the area. For in the example.
0: other areas, yeah, uh, other areas yes, of Italy are as well. Near and here, uh, in this room, you could see the way I assume some of the holy ark, some yeah. of the aron kodesh were. There
3: are some uh, Arana Kodesh decoration, and uh, it's a very typical Venetian uh, uh, brodery because uh, this kind of red for example, it was used uh, from the Doge. Oh, wow. And uh, um, the Venetian jewel bought the old tissue, and they used that one uh, for new decoration for uh, Arona Kodesh or other things. So they
4: refurbished
0: it. Yeah. They renewed it in yeah. order to use it for the Arona yeah. Kodesh.
3: And this is a very important uh, piece for a very important uh, uh, history lady, because uh, we know uh, that uh, Stella Perugia uh, work on this uh, um, uh, tissue, uh, yeah, during uh, all her life, 40 years.
0: It was a lifelong project. Yeah, and this was used in the Venetian Jewish community.
3: Absolutely yes, wow. and uh, we have the name of the synagogue
0: where they each were used.
3: Where they used uh, on the other part of on the, the other tissue. Side of
0: it. This does look like a lifelong project, I could tell you that much, mm-hmm. that's for sure. And a special room designated for parochas, uh, different parochas that were used um, uh, for the uh, Arone Kodesh, for the Holy Arks in the Venetian Jewish community in the different synagogues. You're listening to JM in the AM, and our Jewish Unity Initiative has brought us to this incredible place. It's uh, the Venetian Jewish Ghetto, which is commemorating 500 years since its establishment by law in 1516. Um, If you'd like to see some of the things that we're talking about, you can go right now to NachumSiegel.com and check out our video. And, of course, our audio will continue on all of our regular platforms. I want to thank our incredible team, which continues to produce this radio show as we continue through the Jewish Museum. More coming up on a Monday morning at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. Heard and listener sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at ninety-one point nine on the FM dial. Broadcasting live from Venice, around the world, on the web, jnm.org, and of course on the NSN app. Our big transition to all digital world is going to be happening in a couple of weeks. Make sure you have the Nachum Siegel Network app. Go to your Android or iPhone and search the words Nachum Siegel Network. You'll have the app. You'll be able to listen in from anywhere and everywhere and get ready for our all-digital platform transition happening on December the 1st. We are in Venice on this Monday, in Venice. The Jewish Unity Initiative has brought us here to this very special place, an incredible community, a community of the past, a community of the present. We're examining 500 years since the establishment by law of the Jewish ghetto here in Venice. On Saturday night, this past Moza'i Shabbat, we had the incredible and wonderful opportunity to provide a phenomenal gift ...to the Venetian community and its surroundings, a beautiful Jewish music, Malava Malka, uh, that Itzig Dadia and Daniel Ahaviel headlined. And uh, now we are in the uh, post-Malava Malka era of our visit, and we are continuing with this Monday broadcast at JM and the AM. We are sitting in the Canton Synagogue, the French Ashkenazi Synagogue of uh, the Venetian Ghetto. Uh, Francisco Trevisangeller is with us. He is normally a, a, um, a tour guide... Uh, here at the Jewish Museum of Venice Today he is serving as my co-host in the Canton Synagogue Shalom, Francesco Shalom, nice to meet you This synagogue was built when? The synagogue was built in 1532 Just four years after the first, the German synagogue exactly, was built Yes. yes This is the first Ashkenazi synagogue built in the ghetto
7: This is the second synagogue that was built in the ghetto But the first Ashkenazi mm. or The not? first Ashkenazi German and this is the Ashkenazi oh.
0: French The so second Ashkenazi, first German and French Behind us is the iron Kodesh. right now those Torah scrolls. Those are not scrolls, those are just the covers of the Torah.
7: Exactly, yes. The humidity of Venice is not a friend of the parchment, <laughs> so we have to be careful with that.
0: And as you pointed ark, out to me beforehand, this looks like it's in the Sephardic tradition, even though it was founded as Ashkenazi exactly, Shul. Yes,
7: the, the tick that we have inside, it's from the Sephardic tradition, but we didn't have any space in the museum, so we put it there. <laughs> <laughs> the pra- <laughs> just the that. practical aspect of yeah. running a museum. Yeah. Um, the,
0: could you tell us about the Aaron Kodesh? What could you tell yes, us special the Ark,
7: about back 1670 and here you have a typical example of ashkenazi italian holy ark which means the holy ark in the middle for the torah and two special chairs for the parnasim for the notable member of the community Um, it's from the baroque style it's uh, in wood and was gilded later on in reality because probably the first version was only painted and it seems the steps up to the Aron Kodesh
0: yes, were donated and dedicated,
7: exactly, N- not unusual yeah. for a synagogue. Yeah, because there is a very weird story about that. Uh, the holy ark was gifted for Mordechai Baldossa. He was from this family, a family from Venice here in the 1600s, and there is written there that he was killed. He was killed when he was 44. And... Uh, we, they didn't found the body in the beginning, so probably the body was thrown out in the canal. And after a long period, we talk about like three or four months, they, they found again the body. So it was like a miracle. They can do the funeral, and so to get thanks God, the family give the new ark to the community. It's weird also because he died when he was 44. And in Hebrew, 44, it is dam, blood. <sighs> So this is the story, an oral story that you have on the <laughs> Very interesting story. <laughs> All right, if we stand up and we look at this side
0: of the synagogue, uh, one of the first things we'll notice, and ZK, you can pan in on them, um, there are specific scenes that are depicted, but no image. But, d- 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 explain what, yeah. what the images the
7: are on the norma- side. With the peculiar thing that we have in the canton synagogue it is the presence of um, images. Normally in the orthodox synagogue, you don't find images not even here I mean we have some objects that remind some of the stories of the Bible uh, we start uh, with the first one up there that it's a representation of the manna falling from the sky look like uh, from the heaven <laughs> it's very naive they are very simple but they are peculiar because they are into a synagogue the second one it is the mizbeach, right. the sacrificial altar so you can see the fire the third it's easy. That's the uh, Yamsuf, the Red Sea. And then uh, the last one, it is the city of Jericho. You can recognize Jericho because there are the walls that are collapsing and the palms. Jericho was called Ahir Temarim, the city of the palms. For the rest, look like Florence, but the Jews at that time never been to Jericho, I guess. So
0: the, um, the different uh, eras of Jewish history, different episodes in Jewish history are being
7: cited. Let's start with this one over here. This one, it is maybe the most interesting. It is Moses that knocked the rock to get the watcher in the desert. But obviously, of Moses, you can see only a little hand right. and a stick on the side, because anyway, the human figure is prohibited here. The second, it is the Matan Torah. It's very difficult to understand what they were thinking to represent there. They're like uh, words of fire falling from the sky. But it's written on the top. And then uh, we have the story of Korach, take it into the earth. The last one, it is uh, the um, Holy Ark uh, and the River Jordan. After that, they reach the Promised Land. That's that one right here. Yeah, You have more or less the book of the Exodus more or less i'll ask you to join me over here this is the this is the bima this is yes the bima of the canton synagogue in one point was built uh, outside probably in the past was in the middle as usual in the ashkenazi synagogues but in the 1700s was moved uh, directly outside was built on a liago liago it is a typical venetian balcony a covered balcony from turkish origin. Um, you can see this also from outside. It's a very simple structure that we have in wood, and then uh, the cupola on the top, a little dome that was giving the light directly on the Sefer Torah. That's was a practical line. reason, at some just for to
0: read better. And this was enclosed at some point. Yeah, the whole area. Yes. Anything else to tell us about the synagogue?
7: Here, the other strange thing that we have, it is the ladies' gallery. That in the canton synagogue, it is really, really small. Probably easiest to see up here, ZK. These is, is, are uh, windows leading yes. to the gallery. In the past, they were closed inside the ladies there, probably, maybe, depending from the rabbi that they had. Right. And it's very, very small. In the past, uh, you know, the ladies were not coming so much to the synagogue. Still a couple of hundred people could be in this synagogue
0: at once, yeah, right? Yeah, less than that. Less Probably than 150, that's the maximum. In that area. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for this yeah, visit welcome. to the Canton Synagogue. Thank you, Francesco. We are continuing with more uh, at JM and the AM. At uh, this time, each and every Monday through Thursday, Rabbi David Goldwasser joins us. Uh Ishmassar of Zeben, and and Esther Bas, Reb
6: Here is Rabbi Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. What an auspicious occasion it is that throughout the entire world, We are united through the Jewish Unity Initiative of Nachum Siegel. We throughout the world are commemorating the 500th year of the Venice Jewish Ghetto. We remember the Ghetto. We remember that Jews were compelled to live under the Venetian Republic. The Ghetto was instituted on the 29th of March, 1516. There were political restrictions on Jewish rights and Jewish residences. Over 5,000 were crammed into an acre and a quarter of alleys and courtyards. We stand proud today, together with the Jews of Venice, because we know that the ghetto is a symbol of Jewish hope, fortitude, and endurance. Indeed, it is a symbol of light and hope to the entire world that the Jewish spirit is unconquerable, never phased by physical oppression, prejudice or bias. The Sefer Be'er Chaim talks about the pasuk in Yeshayo An-Novi, in Isaiah the Prophet where it says your iniquities have separated between you and Hashem. The Sefer observes that sin generates a lack of peace and tranquility among people. The Sfasemah states that in truth all of Klau Yisrael share a common bond. We are all part of one neshama. However, the essence of sin causes dissension and estrangement. The great Rabbi Chaim Shmuel Levitz of the Mary Yeshiva highlights that the word in Hebrew for life is expressed in the plural form Chaim to underscore the fact that the life of a Jew is not a singular entity. Rather, we are all part of a whole unit known as Klau Yisrael. Visitors to the Yeshiva Eitzchayim in Israel would always note the holy presence of the great Tzaddik Rabbi Arya Levine. He would stand at the entrance of the Yeshiva observing the boys as they played outside and then watching them closely as they would return to their classrooms. Once, his oldest son, Rabhaim Chaim Yaakov came by and he saw his father standing at the yeshiva's doorway. He asked him why he was doing that and what exactly he wanted to learn. Rabbi Levine instructed his son to return the very next day and stand together with him. After the last boy had entered through the doors, Rabbi Levine asked his son, Tell me, what did you see? Rabhaim Chaim replied, What I saw was that some of the boys had certain behaviors. He saw one of the boys took a long time coming back to class. He didn't seem that interested in learning. And he saw another boy was pushing others on the way in. Rebaya smiled and remarked, When I see the children come in, I identify other qualities. I see that Shlemy's pants are torn. His jacket is faded and worn. I see that Chaim's shoes are falling apart. From the look on Yossi's face, I would venture to say that he has eaten breakfast this morning and very possibly did not have dinner last night. How can we expect these boys to learn when they are lacking basic necessities? Surabaya Levine would stand each day at the doorway so that he could grasp the particular needs of each student. Indeed, Everyone felt the connection to Rabbiyeh, from the inmates in prison, to the people that were ill, to those that were confined, and to the young, tender children. They all felt that they were a very special part of the Klal. May we take that spirit of Achtus, unity, and Avas Yisrael, love for each other, and promote unity throughout the entire world.
2: חטאתי לך מחולי על כל פשיי גם בימים ששכחתי אותך היית תמיד בחיי בכל הדרכים שהלכתי בעצם היית לי נר לרגלי הייתי איבר לא ראיתי מעבר למה שהביטו עיניי מלך מלכי המלכים תודה על חיים אלא שר אל בחיר על צחוק גם כשקשר לפרמים גם על זה לוקים אתה לעולם לא רחוק מלך מלכי המלכים תודה על חיים אלא שר אל בחיר על, אושר, על, בכיר, על אתה לעולם לא רחוק גם כי אלך בדרכי חשוכה בטחתי בך אלוקיי על חצי שני על בכור וילדה תודה גם על עושר בלידיי תודה על חגים על שבת ששומרת שלא לעולם כל יום שעובר, בדרכי לגמי עדן שיליתי אותך מול עיניים מלך מלכי המלכים תודה על חיים על אושר על בכיר על חוק גם כשקשה לפעמים גם על זה לוקים אתה לעולם לא רחוק מלך מלכי המלכים תודה על
4: Check the celly
2: for come on, כשקשה לפעמים גם על זה לוקים olam לעולם לא רחוק מלך מלכי המלכים תודה על חיים על אושר על בכיר על תחוק
0: J.M. and the A.M., our Jewish Unity Initiative, and we are in yet another synagogue here in the uh, ghetto, in the Venetian ghetto in Italy, joined again by um, uh, Francesco Trevisangeller, who is helping us as a tour guide for this segment. We are sitting in the Italian synagogue of the ghetto, built in 15... 1571. So yeah. imagine, based on what we've learned already this morning, Imagine that in Italy itself, there was no Italian synagogue in the ghetto for over 50 years. It was, I assume, dominated by the immigrants, German, French, etc. Yes, et
7: because in Venice, the majority part of the first Jews were mainly Ashkenazi. Right. Coming from different <coughs> countries. Yes, mainly from Germany in the beginning, and then from France. Right.
0: Uh, finally, an Italian synagogue toward the end of the 1500s. Yeah. We are sitting in this synagogue. Uh, it is not the original because it was refurbished. The synagogue,
7: yes, was moved. Uh, in the 1600s, up here in the beginning was on the first floor and then was moved up here in the second floor in the beginning of the 1600s. And then in reality was totally renovated in the, in the beginning of the 1800s. So today this is considered the most modern synagogue that we have in Venice. The most modern synagogue during the neoclassical up. period. Um, okay, well, let's talk a little bit about the Aaron Kodesh behind us. What can you tell us about it? The Ark is from 1809 and was built with many pieces of other holy arks that were present here in the ghetto maybe there is a big difference between the structure and the doors the tours the doors are much more older than the rest probably from the same period of the teva that is the ancient part of the synagogue remained ah so as they refurbished they've maintained some of the presence of the original synagogue through what they kept um anything else to tell us about the aron kodesh the, the ancient part are the doors and the crown on right. the top, and the rest was probably copy from the Ark of the Spanish or the Greek and the Turkish Synagogue of Venice, that there are in marble, here it's everything in wood. The, com- the Italian community of Venice was always the smaller and the poorest at the end community of the ghetto, so they didn't have all They're the not fancier the materials. Exactly, right.
0: I would assume that because Venice is the way it is with the canals, etc.,
7: it was not always easy to get supplies here and easy to get Apart material. Apart that, because anyway, it was Venice was built with everything that's coming from outside here. so it was Right. Yeah.
0: Okay, we're going to stand up, and uh, one of the first things we could point out is that there is an actual women's
7: section right this was yes. built with the women in mind so they'd be yes. able to come to services exactly probably before was the corridor that was in the beginning then was moved up there in the second part of the 1800 they simply cut the windows and then they add a the floor like a mezzanino it is called in italian all
0: right mezzanine, i guess would be the word in yeah. english right <laughs> and then if we go this way uh, our cameras are, are, are starting to show the bima area of the synagogue. Yes, the
7: here, we prefer to call that teva. The teva. Yes. And here you have a typical Italian teva, which means very, very big and very, very high. Even too much. It's not even kosher. Normally, the teva, in fact, doesn't have to be higher than the ark. But in Italy, often you find that the bimot or the tevot are higher than the ark. Uh, this is from the late 1700. Because generally it would not be higher than the Iron Coders. No, that's not allowed. And it shouldn't allowed. be. Exactly.
0: But here they make an
7: exception. And here, yes. You have to keep in mind that all the synagogues were built by non-Jews. Right. There were a lot of Christian influence at that time. All right. Uh, the Jews probably liked it. They said it was good for the acoustica. <laughs> so now when the Khazan sing from there it is like to be in the opera theater. He
0: has an advantage. He's very exactly. close, much closer right. to the ceiling. Um and there are passages and psukim
7: that are all around. I mean are they are they random? Are no, they- these are special poems. They are Piyutim moral poems and uh, the four in the main room are peculiar because you can read the regular way. But if you read in acrostic way from up to down you have in all the four the name of Abraham and the word shalom.
0: Give me an example. Oh, Abraham, right From here. there you Abraham can read shalom. yes. Right. In every and first again on the other phrases, side Abraham. you have a letter
7: right. that gives you Abraham and the name of his son it is on the door, on the blessing on the door it was Ithak Norsi. That would be up here. He was the son of him. These are Copies from the original one that were on leather, on Spanish leather, that were changed uh, on stone just in the 1800s, and maybe... We didn't find any records about that, but these were the people that start to move the synagogue up here in the 1600, and they give the first money for the bigger renovation of the synagogue at that time. Wow. wow. Um,
0: this is the first Italian synagogue here in Venice.
7: Exactly. Is it used at all today? Today it is used just once in the year, for the Zombe Chorot. I, I just wonder why Tanit Bchorim, which is the day before Pesach. Exactly. Do we know why there's? <laughs> because they want to use it just to keep, keep it active. Yeah, and that's For the whole that. reason. Yes, this is a small ceremony. Not a lot of people are coming, and uh, we are. In a private building here. Right. So there are no, it's security. limited how much. Yeah. This is the main reason. There are other and people and is in the, the same is the building. rabbi
0: here for that, for that day? Is
7: yeah, the rabbi, normally, yes. The rabbi comes for yeah, that day. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, we're here at the Italian synagogue in Venice. I thank Francesco. Thank yeah, you very welcome. much. And we will continue with plenty more. It's our Jewish Unity Initiative. Uh, we're here on a Monday at JM in the AM. I want to thank all the people responsible for us being here, our amazing crew. Um, who we will delineate before the end of this program, everybody who's been helpful in putting this show together, everybody here in the Jewish Museum of Venice that's been so helpful, and uh, our wonderful sponsors, including Bartonura Wines and uh, the Kedem Royal Wine Corporation, our American sponsor for this unique mission, Mr. Leon Goldenberg, and all the people who have been supporters of the Jewish Unity Initiative. We will continue with plenty more coming up. Keep it here on a very special Monday morning at JM in the AM.
2: kat targhiya <laughs> <laughs> i Share the...
0: America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial. Broadcasting from Venice, around the world on the web at jm.org and, of course, on the NSN app. You're listening to hour number three now on a Monday of JM in the AM. And we are recording this hour after an amazing Jewish music, Mlava Malka, here in the middle of the Jewish ghetto of Venice. As you know, as we've been saying all through the morning... The uh, Venetian ghetto is now uh, the 500 years since the establishment of the Venetian ghetto back in, uh, in 1516. And uh, here we are to commemorate that occasion, uh, to teach uh, everybody in our audience uh, who are not familiar with the history of the ghetto and of Venice's Jewish community uh, as much as we can during this trip. And in addition, meet some of the people who are keeping the Jewish community of Venice alive today. Great leadership, rabbis who are keeping uh, the Jewish community of Venice active uh, these days. And uh, to my left on your video at NahumSiegel.com and with me on your audio here at JM and the AM on all of our platforms is Paulo Nignati. Paulo is the president of the Jewish community here in Venice. Shalom and uh, welcome to JM and the AM.
8: Shalom. Thank you very much for being here. We enjoyed very much your being here.
0: What did you think of tonight's Jewish music event.
8: I mean, first of all, it was uh, very good to see that unity, Jewish unity, was at the cornerstone of the evening. So we we think that it's very important that unity remains uh, at the very center of uh, all, uh, of, um, all of, of, of all our activities. So I mean, uh, we, you we, you are most welcome here in Venice.
0: Much appreciated. Uh, there are many people who are curious about the Jewish community of Venice. Could you give us some numbers, statistics about how? how? How many Jews are here and how many live in the surrounding areas?
8: Well, uh, we have uh, 450 members here in the Jewish community of Venice. Uh, I mean uh, uh, the the community has declined, uh, but uh, also the city, I mean it is consistent with uh, Venice, because Venice used to be uh, uh, 150,000 people living in Venice uh, whereas now uh, there are only uh, uh, 60,000 people living here in Venice. So I mean the, the, the Jewish community used to have uh, uh, 700, uh, 700 members, and now we are 450. So, uh, we, ha- we have done better than Venice to some extent. I mean, it is true that it is a tiny community, but there are a lot of people coming throughout the year. So, we enjoy the fact that there are people, many people coming who enjoy staying with us.
0: A lot of tourism in this city, that's for sure. And you've seen a lot of Jewish tourism to the city. People come and Enjoy being here.
8: Yes, I mean, of course, Venice. I mean, it is uh, the very center of uh, Jewishness in in Europe because, uh, I mean, uh, of course, this is uh, this was, uh, I would say, the the name ghetto came from Venice, uh, and of course, we are not honored to have uh, have made this gift to to the world the name ghetto. But to some extent, uh, we we think that we took the occasion of uh, this commemoration for honoring what has happened for honoring our ancestors, which despite the ghetto has uh, ha, 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 have, have been successful in delivering uh, such, such, um, such uh, uh, um such a culture, and uh, were able to preserve their, their identity throughout the period of the ghetto a
0: rich Jewish tradition, a rich Jewish culture coming from Venice
8: absolutely I mean if, if you look at the five synagogues here in Venice and the, 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 the ghetto, uh, you, you, you see the most important i would say Jewish tra- treasure uh, in, in terms of heritage that, you, that there are around europe, and of, all, of course, you have to remember that here the Talmud was printed here right I mean so we, ha- we have made many gifts to Jewishness to, uh, to, uh, and I think that we have to honor this fact and we have to honor the fact that, that despite the ghetto the, the Jews have thrived in Venice and despite the ghetto they, uh, we were able to preserve uh, our people here uh, in Venice of course after the idea of the ghetto is also that we have to serve not only uh, Jews but also the rest of uh, 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 I mean, uh, uh, the, the society, because, I mean, we have been deprived of all rights, and despite all, uh, we have been uh, uh, able to preserve our identity. This is a, a clear message which is very, I would say, modern today, because, I mean, uh, we, ha- we see that uh, it's very difficult to combine different identities. Uh, to allow the other to come to to, to 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 live and to stay with us so i mean i think that uh, we believe that uh, with our history we can be useful and i think that we have to serve and this is the reason i think for the 500 years We have to honor what has, uh, I mean, our ancestors, and and at the same time, we have to serve not only Jews, but also the society.
0: Uh, There's no question, we're with the uh, leader of the Jewish community of Venice, there's no question that the uh, event tonight is one of Jewish culture, one of Jewish tradition. People, I'm sure, are curious if the community is able to enjoy Jewish cultural events in general, not necessarily... Uh, about the 500 years but in general is there still Jewish life today presently in I Venice mean,
8: Absolutely there is a, I mean uh, uh, there is a, uh, I would say if, if 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 you compare the Jewish life with uh, our numbers there is an, a, an extremely important Jewish life I mean we have uh, unfortunately here in Venice we don't have schools because we don't have uh, we don't have, we, we don't meet the numbers uh, in order to have a school but we have the Talmud Torah we have everything else which is needed in a community and we have a strong Jewish uh, culture we have uh, and uh, uh, a life so we have many uh, meetings we have many meetings inside the community outside the communities and uh, uh, Jewish culture is uh, I mean of course we have a, 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 a very brilliant rabbi and uh, who helps us in uh, I mean uh, continuing our activity but I think that as a wall uh, the Jewish community is very active.
0: So we've had a chance to speak about the past, and you just mentioned the present, and we had the chance to experience the present here tonight. What about the future? Do you think there will still be, as the community, as you described it, and the city in general, uh, dwindles in population, will there always be some type of core of a Jewish community here?
8: I mean, I think that uh, uh, the, the 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 main goal of a Jewish community is to envisage uh, uh, the future, in a sense that of course we have to serve. Uh, I mean, we we have to serve our members, but also we have to envisage uh, and preserve the possibility of having a Jewish life in Venice. This is our main task. In this respect, uh, it it is very clear that uh, we we uh, I mean uh, we need. Uh, uh, we need the uh, help, uh, and in a sense, I, I mean better I, I, probably help is not the correct word we have to strive to have long standing programs and in this in respect we need people coming to Venice because it's clear that the demography as far as Venice is concerned not only the Jewish Venice is not sufficient but at the same time with the fact that Venice is the center of many important cultural events and in the respect of Jewish life life can be the place where Jewish life is properly lived in a Jewish environment. Right. Uh, through this, we want to build our future. Uh, well, I think a lot of people who are listening to this
0: broadcast, after hearing what went on here this Shabbat, and Mozai Shabbat, I think they'll be interested in visiting Venice. You'll see a lot more people here, please, God.
8: Yes, but uh, you, you should tell them that they, that they should make, they may consider to settle in Venice. You uh, want them to live here permanently. <laughs> yeah.
0: You never know. <laughs> uh, you the know. first thing you have to do is invite <laughs> them, and then you never know. They may stay stick around. You never know. Uh, Paulo Nignati, he is the president of the Jewish community of Venice. Thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for having us here for this visit.
8: Thank you very much to you for coming and visiting us. I
0: appreciate that.
8: Uh,
0: uh, J.M. and the A, I'm on this Monday morning as we continue, and I remind everybody we're going through our own transition. Uh, Don't forget that we go to an old digital platform in just a couple of weeks, and make sure to be prepared for that digital platform by installing the NSN app on your iPhone or Android. Oh, we have a special treat coming up now. Um, And you could do that by uh, simply going to the uh, store on your app, on your uh, phone rather, and uh, installing the app and uh, joining us every single weekday between 6 and 9, and 24 hours a day, six days a week, for all of our amazing programming at the Nachum Siegel Network. Keep that in mind, and join us. Back in February, there was a Jewish Unity Initiative journey that took place to Israel. Many of you, I'm sure, recall. Uh, we had an opportunity to be in Yerushalayim, to be in Tel Aviv, and to be at the Binach Haman Gush. And uh, the gentleman who joined us, one of the gentlemen who joined us on the musical side of the Dizengoff Tel Aviv visit was the great Daniela Haviel, who was with us tonight in Venice, a concert, a Malava Malka that I hope you already have seen online at nachomsigel.com, in our video section. I hope you've already searched for it and you've gone ahead and watched how incredible a performance it was. And joining me here in hour number three this morning at JMM is, in fact, Daniela Haviel. Shalom, shalom. Shalom Aleichem. You've been everywhere. Not I'm, just in Golf, almost. Been everywhere. <laughs> so, I, and this is not the first time you're in Venice. I You've been I, to Venice before, yeah, a few I, years back. Uh, quite a few years. Quite yeah. a few years. <laughs> what did you think of tonight's gathering in the for the Jewish community of Venezia?
9: It was phenomenal. I think that, uh, that it's, it definitely shows that uh, Jews can, you know, can actually make simcha together and be together and forget their differences and be one. You know, and that's the main thing. Sometimes
0: it's hard for us, you're in Israel, I'm in the United States, it's hard for us to remember, to keep in perspective the fact that people don't see Jewish music performances all the time. You and I, in the period of a week, could see three or four between weddings, events, and everything else, and people star for it in many, many parts of the world. I think that was one of the great things about tonight, that people don't normally get to enjoy this type of lava molecule, or in fact,
9: able to enjoy it. Yeah, I think... um one of the things I've noticed in the States and in Britain, for example, I come from Britain, is that uh, Jewish music tends to be confined to a kind of a, a cultural, uh, um, I don't know, some kind of cultural box where it's looked on as being something that's part of the past. Right. And it's, uh, it's so, so not concurrent with what's going on in, in, in my life, definitely, where Jewish music is a very alive and current and living tradition. And changing and, and, and adapting and, you know, bringing people to life and giving them immense energy and, and, and happiness, you know.
0: Now, you're very energetic and you looked extremely happy through the entire evening. That seems to be your nature. Was there one part of the evening that overwhelmed you more than others or you said to yourself, oh, this was, <laughs> this was worth the trip from Israel?
9: it's you know to be a performer is a great thing and and to be able to to give people you know uh, simcha give them happiness is a wonderful thing i think but the best part of all is when people feel so uh, in, in in um energized by the event that they want to get up and dance and ah. take part that's when you feel like you're doing the right thing and that happened this evening definitely
0: yeah. what do i have to do how do we set you up that you could play a little <laughs> bit on your uh, violin for us you need someone to hold the microphone yes or?
9: because there's no Wait, more oh we have yoni uh, here position. who's going to step oh. into
0: the picture oh. and hold the microphone how do you like that for those wondering if uh, Yoni steps up when necessary, the answer is yes. All right, he'll hold the mic. Thank you, Yoni. And what are you going to do for us? Give us a, a little ditty, as they say.
9: A little ditty. Uh-huh. What
0: can we do that our listeners have not yet heard from you?
9: Well, what do they know best?
0: Oh, they know everything. Our <laughs> listeners—they're very, very well informed when it comes to Jewish music.
4: Ah, oh,
9: Jewish music. Uh-huh. Really beautiful. Thank you. Thank
0: you. Um, (laughs) Is there a, uh, was that done, by the way, because of the, did you do a slow selection because we're in? The I'm Venetian I'm ghetto. In, I'm
9: in the wind-down, the wine down Is that road. what it is? I was, I was saying to myself, you know,
0: that might be, if you invited a violinist a hundred years ago to this area, it might be uh, what they'd be doing in the center square. Well, if it was uh, a
9: Chabadnik, yeah. Is that what it is? <laughs> it, was a, it was a Chabadnik. In fact, I should apologize to Chabadnikim, because they only ever play this nigga in the, the chuppah or in certain special occasions. But... Well, okay they knew mind. you were doing
0: it for the radio show. I'm sure they'd approve. Yeah, sure, so sure. there you have it, Daniela Javier. Um, one of the most popular videos we've ever posted is the one of Diz- you on oh. Dizengov. You were surprised to hear how well it did. Yeah. That was your, I guess we'd call it a fiddler video, right? Because yeah. it, was, it was a fiddler on the roof medley at that Fidler, point. Fiddler on the
9: street, yeah. Fiddler on the street medley, <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, it was a big hit, and I thank you for being here tonight. Uh, we wondered who would be best for Venice. Ah. We wondered which artists would really fit in here. And obviously you did a great job.
9: Well, it was a pleasure and a uh, pleasure to be with you, Nachum. Thank you very much. Daniela Javier, everybody. Come on. Come on. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Come on, everybody. Thank you. Here he is. Fadaraba. <laughs> JM in the A M., Monday morning. <laughs> what? Crazy, of course you can do beef. You do whatever you want. Where where's David Fadida? I want him to join you. Do we need a translator for Itzik yes. yeah. I am a I am a very, very uh, I am in a um I'm in a very... Uh, what's the word? Yeah, you need to translate it for me, is right. <laughs> I, I'm a very, very uh, excited to, uh, this evening because I thought you were simply spectacular at this event. You know what that means, right? That, you know what it means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought you were completely spectacular. The great Simon Jacob just came over and gave you a kiss because he's so appreciative of what you did. No, David Fadida, sit down. You'll help uh, Itzik Dadyo the English. Yasher koach. Uh, David Fadida produced our event tonight. Uh, we are used to really, really good producers at the Nachum Segal Network, and um, we asked you if you would uh, put together a fabulous evening for the Jews of
10: Venice, and you did. So tadarabah. Thank you very much, David Fadida. Thank you, Nachum. Thank I say you. I say in Hebrew something, okay? So, every night, kol laila, I am imza be show be makom achir Yes, in many cases, and in fact, what was in Venice, in Venice, is the God's name unbelievable, like a 300 people, from all over world, they sit together in Jewish music, and sing songs of Kareli Bach, and Yotsad's song of Kareli Bach, this is the God's name the greatest that can תא尼克ראק ממה שאמשיח מגיע עוד רגע ביטחון נאходим לסיים. תודה רבה. תודה Hashem. شكرا לך. Thank you. Hashkouach to you. Now, Itzik, sing something. It, I was just gonna say, Itzik, he did a
0: very long set tonight. Wow. He did a lot of great material. Give him, a, give him a suggestion. It's Monday morning for our listeners right now. זה יום שני ב הבוקר. Ten line, ten line suggestion le Itzik, la shir to sing for our listeners. What, what should he sing?
2: אני אשיר ל'חמים כל I have idea. Last week, Leonard Cohen is, is,
7: right.
0: is
10: that. So maybe Hallelujah okay. in Hebrew. Nikadesh <laughs> The The Leonard Cohen
0: selection done by Itzig Dadya with a Hebrew yeah. version here at That's JM. Like
2: Allah, is... <laughs> here at JM Alleluia. in the AM. In ושאתה שונא תווים ידוע. הקור דגון ומסדורים, מנור נופל, מז'ור ממרי, ומלך מבולבול שמה. אללויה, 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 Hallelujah! Toda
0: raba,
2: Itzik Nadia. I'm not a Zionist,
0: but I'm a Zionist. It was quite a night with a lot of great selections. Toda raba, Itzik. Toda raba, David Fadida. Thank you. We should be able to work together again for Jewish Rebbe unity be- somewhere in this world. <laughs> in world. And a special shout out to Israel Sosna. Yesral was the keyboardist and uh, main musician tonight in the um in the special event, the Malava Malka here in Venice. Who are we going to next? We're going to Stacey Siegel? Wow. This is a rarity. A big, big rare treat for me. It's, <laughs> oh, sorry about that, ZK. Did I mention we have ZK behind the camera? Did I mention that we have Mayor Kruder here doing our photography? What is it? Kruder.com? Is that it? K-R-U-T-E-R.com. Did I mention that Jamie Turkell is here with our staff? And that Yoni, don't tell me his last name. I'll get it. Pollock. Yoni Pollock is here with our staff. And, of course, Mark Zomik is producing our shows. Rochelle Zomik is here to be eyewitness to this incredible event in Venice. Miriam Wallach is in the house, our general manager of the Nachum Siegel Network. Who told me earlier that she thought it was one of the most spectacular Malava Malkas ever, in her words. So here we are, and this was quite an event. And I am thrilled that Stacy Siegel, for the first time in a long time, had an opportunity to be here at a Jewish Unity Initiative event. What were your what were your thoughts as this was all going on in Venice, Italy?
11: My thoughts were I watching you work all these years and and watching your dreams come tr- your dreams come true where certainly um it, it was just an, a spectacular evening and I'm glad to be a part of it.
0: Wow, thank you. <laughs> I don't know what to say after that. Uh this was um yeah, a lot of dreaming and a lot of um a lot of wondering what the reaction will be here, you know, the goal is, and the wish is that everybody really does come together and enjoy an evening and an evening that hopefully people will say is going to last for a long time in a place like this
11: and, and to watch in the audience all the people singing and all the Jewish children that I guess don 't often get to see a Jewish concert dancing and singing and jumping for hours was um a special special treat and um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this but you brought Jewish unity um, to the entire world and I know in Venice it wasn't so easy and you certainly uh, I'm not sure how how, but with your magical touch you brought the Venice community together which I don't think has been united in such a way in such a long time and I'm proud of you for that
0: Okay, <laughs> thank you so much. I'm not quite sure what to say after that. Uh, boy, unbelievable! It was quite an evening, and one that will uh, certainly live on in the annals of Jewish Unity Initiatives. I can tell you that much. Um, so I think one of the, uh, I think one of the most important aspects of this entire thing is that Jewish music has an ability, for some reason, to really bring people together. And I don't think we really knew it until we started this a couple of years ago. What kind of impact it could have on communities, and what kind of impact it could have on Brotherhood and sisterhood But again we learned That lesson tonight Thank you so much for being here.
11: Well, thank you for having me, and I am glad to be a part of it.
0: It's you're an unbelievable. Summers part
11: of are it. better, so let's work on that. What but, is it? Uh, summers are better, but the let's work on that. Summers
0: are better. <laughs> yeah, for those of you in the New York City Board of Ed administration, <laughs> maybe you could alter your schedule a bit so that you could take a few more days off, as opposed to just these two. Uh, we'll have to work on that. All right, more coming up. Uh, you're listening to JM in the AM. It is a Monday morning broadcast. We are in Venice. And we are going until the end of this broadcast with a, uh, an after uh, report, or I should say a report, uh, in, the aftermath, in the aftermath of this incredible event that was held here at Gimel Garden in the uh, center of the Venetian ghetto. A big thank you to our friends at Bartonura Wines, a big thank you to our friends at Kedem Wine Corporation, Royal Wine, a big thank you to Leon Goldenberg and all of our great supporters of the Jewish Unity Initiative specifically for Venice, and of course to all the people who have been supportive of our Jewish Unity Initiative for such a long time at this point. More coming up, keep it right here at JM in the am <laughs>
2: Quand on l'écoute elle chante Quand kalon kun ga shay kalon kun ga shay sangreo yi heoy kalon kun kalon kun ga shay kalon kun
0: J.M. in the A.M. Monday morning, and uh, Rabbi Rami Banin is the Chabad Rabbi in Venice, Italy. There are people who are Chabad Rabbis in Siberia. There are people who are Chabad Rabbis in Edmonton, Alberta. And then there are the lucky ones who get the post of Venice, Italy. Rabbi Banin, welcome to J.M. in the A.M. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. How many years are you here?
12: 25 years. Why? 26 years. Why, Why are, you are you here? Send me here. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> I'm also Italian by birth, so I grew up in Italy. And uh, when it came time to look for Schliches, so Italy was, of course, the uh, first option. So I speak the language, and I grew up here, and I wanted to work here. Nah, he, but, uh, Yeah, the rabbi pointed out Venice.
0: Wouldn't he always give special instructions to people depending on where
12: they were going? What did he say specifically for you? Absolutely, no. Uh, n- nothing specifically, just to go to Venice. <laughs> right. <laughs> the place, yeah. I mean, Italy first, it was uh, the first program was to help small communities in Italy, to work with small communities in Italy. Uh, I grew up in a very small community in Italy, so it was one of the things I wanted to help, you know, small communities who don't really have it. You know? And eventually, uh, we chose Venice, and we approved it. and. Uh, Move here. I
0: assume you meet people from all around the world, including <laughs> us.
2: <laughs> yeah. How do you
4: like that?
0: Yeah. And uh, um, absolutely. and that must be an interesting experience,
12: coming into definitely. contact with people from all over the place. Definitely, definitely, it's one of the you know the main parts of the of the life, of the Jewish life in the Venice in the ghetto. It yeah, Attracts a lot of people. A lot of people come. I mean, we worked hard on bringing more people, and um, yeah, it's one of the. I would call it the turnover of the ghetto the ghetto which was one an obstruction in a closed place now it 's not only open but it makes a lot of people meet and brings people together. So, tonight, and. Uh,
0: what was this Shabbat like? Was it a typical Shabbat in the Venice or not?
12: Typical for the winter. It's not the busy, busy ones. Right. I mean, we did have a nice crowd in Pasu, and so, but uh, in the summer, we You felt the morning, impact of me
0: and my staff? You felt the impact absolutely. here in Venice? We
12: heard it tonight. <laughs> nice round of applause for our staff, <laughs> who <Well>, obviously <laughs> enhanced Jewish life here in Venice. Thank you. The whole ghetto is uh, It's one of the things dancing, we try to do whenever absolutely. we go around the world. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> what's it
0: like raising children here in venice because we always are concerned about jewish education and whether you have at your disposal what you need How, what is the challenge like
12: well from a jewish point of view it's not uh, the easiest thing you don't have a school and uh, so our kids learn at home first and then online a little bit and nowadays there's an online school so it helps a lot but still missing friends a little bit maybe there are so many kids on the other hand, Venice is a very um, welcoming city, easy city. There's no cars, so there's, people have more time. There are no cars? I was wondering where <laughs> the cars were. No, but the I saw <laughs> you
0: park your boat one morning, and I said, hey, yeah. there
12: are no cars here. So, uh, but the fact that there's no cars means that like, you know, people have time for each other and some more socially. So kids, uh, kids enjoy a certain kind of uh, freedom in yeah. the streets. How old, like, old is your oldest kid? My oldest is 15 Has, and has, has uh, he already
0: told you that there's no way in the world he's staying here He's going to Crown Heights or hasn't said that?
12: Actually, he's the one my other ones, the small ones Yeah, the actually, other ones are saying that He huh? actually, he's yeshiva in Israel, but he wants to come back so <laughs> They actually <laughs> want to continue be, their okay. stay
0: in Venice, huh? Yeah, I like it That's pretty <laughs> wonderful, I must say yeah. uh, So you meet a lot of people, you have an opportunity to have a real impact on people's lives And what about the local people? Do you get an opportunity to bring them in and educate them Jewishly? Absolutely,
12: absolutely we, Our main work is uh, with uh, with local, even quantum. Entity-wise, maybe the tourists, but uh, the local community, we, we have shirim, and uh, we also try and provide for them uh, kosher food and other programs.
0: And when you're a Chabad and rabbi for Venice, does it count some of the small areas around Venice that do have some Jews? I
12: mean, uh, yeah, we work a lot with the, uh, with the surrounding communities. Uh, like what? Give me some names mm, of the communities that you work th- with. There's small cities that don't have communities, and that's where we concentrate more. It's like uh, Treviso and Rovigo, and all cities which are satellites to Venice. Uh, we talk talking about t- 10 to 15 to 20 minutes uh, drive from right. here, and there's a few families in each one of them. Uh, some have uh, Israeli families who move there, some Italians, Jews who who are there for, for different reasons, and they don't have a community. So we visit them a few times a year before holidays. We bring uh, you know, Feminora or Matzis. uh We have Shirim there once in a while. And then there's the bigger cities around, like Padova, which is, Jewish-wise, it's an important city historically. The community is small now. And uh, for many years we went there for Shirem and stuff. And now recently we brought a shliach. There's a a stable shliach there uh, who works works with the community and also with some Israeli students who are there. Um, See, now that we've been here, mm -hmm. I have a feeling
0: a lot more people are going to want to visit Venice. Absolutely. They're going to see the video of me standing on the bridge over the canal, and they're going to say, hey, I want to be right there. I, I, so your yeah, phone's going to ring. How do people reach
12: you via the internet? Uh, JewishVenice.org uh, Jewish Jewish dot JewishVenice.org Venice.org. You can find information there about coming here, about uh, restaurants, about hotels, anything uh, is needed in JewishVenice.org yeah. They'd be shocked what's available here for Jewish Venice.
0: There's a lot going on here. Yeah, small, but, uh, exactly. small, but very active. There's,
12: there's <coughs> space for everybody. Oh yeah, what are your average Shabbos numbers summer and during the year? Uh, in the summer, we can get, uh, I mean, there's uh, many people in Venice. You can have 100 summer, people here for Shabbos in the summer? Oh, we can have 500. You can have 500 people, here. Yeah, eating with us, right? maybe even more in town. And uh, this Shabbos, we have maybe 70 or 80 people. On right, and that's folks. typical. Yeah. Rabbi
0: Banin, round of applause for the Chabad, Rabbi of Venice, Italy. Thank you, thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Come visit us in New York, okay. if they ever give you a break. Oh, Shlochum Convention is next Shabbos, Racha Sara You're going to be there? Oh, my inbox is filled with invitations from different chabadniks. I, I have to decide if I, I think I have a wedding Sunday night. Oh well. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, well, what can I tell you? Have they announced the guest speaker yet? They did. Who? He bring, grab the microphone for a second. Who's the guest speaker at the Shluchim conference this year? I'd like to know. It's not always Chayasari, you know, it's most usually Chayasari. not always, because Shabbos has to be Shabbos of So, <laughs> what can I tell you? What can I tell you? Concert was great. I'm in a good mood. (laughs) Simple as that. Oh, I mean Lava Malka, not concert. Um, The guest speaker over the last couple of years, I know they had uh, Rabbi Sachs a couple of years ago. Were you there at that one, Rabbi? You were there? They had... uh, I can't pronounce his last name. Babalayov, What's his name from Russia? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, Babalubov, He spoke... uh, Yeah, he was the the speaker that year. Hey, I know. I was in the crowd. And... um, have they announced anybody yet for this year? Well, let me know when you, f- you come across the name. <laughs> Maybe you're on our flight. Are you flying on Tuesday? <sighs> okay. Um, I think last year when we were in Paris for the Jewish Unity Initiative, we were on flights with Chabad Nikim from Paris going back for, uh, yeah, because it was this time of year. Yeah, the, the the airports will be filled. All around the world, airports will be filled with Chabad and Nikim coming to New York. Everybody, Crown Heights, get ready. More coming up on a Monday morning broadcast post our Venice Jewish Unity Initiative. You are listening to JM in the AM.
2: No, no, no.
0: AM and the AM, and now one of my favorite parts of this Monday morning broadcast. If you're listening now, this is being recorded on Saturday night, on Matzah Shabbat, and I think back to some of our Jewish Unity initiatives, some of the special things we've done through this program over the last couple of years. And one of my favorite things, in all seriousness, is when we get a chance as a staff to wrap things up and share our feelings about what has happened over the previous few hours. For us as a team, and that includes everybody you're seeing and plenty of people behind the scenes, for us as a team, completely unbeknownst to JM and the AM and Nachum Siegel Network listeners, this project has been going on for months and has been serious and in earnest been worked on for the last two, three months. A lot of hard work goes into putting together just a short or small series of broadcasts and one Jewish music event in a city that's thousands of miles away. Sometimes it's hard to believe how much work is required. So our staff has been amazing. And I get an opportunity now with Miriam Wallach and Mark Zamek to discuss some of the things that went on uh, during this uh, evening's performance and what we think we've accomplished so far during this visit to Venice. So welcome to both of you. Thank you. Thank hope you. you've had an opportunity to bask in the uh, success of this evening. We're
9: still
13: working. Or the heat lamps.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all... Kudos to God, because the weather was perfect. So, thank you. (laughs) 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 ZK is giving a special thank you. ZK is going home with a whole roll of saran (laughs) Saran Saran (laughs) wrap. ZK is giving a special on-air shout-out to the one above. (laughs) We still got Monday morning. (laughs) Because because the one above has come through for us. Those of you, like myself, who were up at 2 o'clock this morning, may have seen the canals of Venice being filled up rapidly because the rain was coming down like crazy. And then at some point during Chakras or just after davening this morning, all of a sudden, thing, it, it started to turn and it started to turn into a fabulous looking day. And the reason it's so important is because for those of you who don't realize, if you saw the video of our concert, it was all outdoors. And we didn't know what we would have done if in fact it was raining then. So that was step number one. It was a phenomenal evening in terms of the physical atmosphere. And then uh we had a great spiritual atmosphere. We chose the right artists from Israel. We chose the right producer from Israel to work along with our team. And that's uh, David Fadida and the artist Itzik Dadya, Daniela Haviel, and Yisrael Sensa. Uh, uh, Sensa, rather. Right? Yeah. Susna. Yeah, I can't You've believe been I've been saying his name, his name a thousand Oh, my gosh. I can't remember it. What did I call him? Sensa? It's Susna, everybody. And uh then, of course, our team behind the scenes... Made sure that we would uh, do what we could to um, to excite the crowd, get them up singing and dancing, young and old alike. It was really very nice. Concluded with Hatikva, oh, as any event. A emote. <laughs> that's, that's, a lot. that's the that's most you're gonna get yeah. from Mark. our, our <laughs> listeners know that that that's the most you're gonna get from Mark Zomic. So it's not like it's not like taking them by surprise. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. And uh, and here we are. Anyway, so Mark Zavik, you've been to many of these. I have been. You've seen a lot of clouds. reactions, I and you've seen you taking me along for the ride. <laughs> you've seen a lot of crowds, and the way they've enjoyed these types of events. What can you tell the audience about tonight? Uh,
14: you know, uh, it, it's funny because from the first call, when you when you you know, uh, maybe on the second or the third call after you decide to, you know, to put one of these hair schemes together, um, I will. Um, um, it, it takes me a few days to sort of wrap my head around it. But ultimately, you know, whether it was Paris, which was very different from oh, yeah. what we did tonight. Um, <coughs> but, you know, I would, I, to be honest, the, in the first few minutes of that concert, when, yeah. when Itzhak Adjie is sort of trying to get the crowd a little up um, into it into it it was it, it looked like he 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 worked very hard at it yeah. um but i think the moment of the concert i think at least for those of us standing behind the scenes there was and for those of you who haven't seen the video now is your opportunity to go back and watch the video there was a gentleman sitting in the second row <laughs> wearing a green shirt who guy. who clearly came along with somebody who wanted to come to the concert and said, I'm going to come, but I'm not going to have a good time. (laughs) And for the the first, I don't know, the first hour and 15 minutes of the concert, he did not have a good time. (laughs) And at some point, um, uh, one of us whispered to Fadida, and Fadida pulled Itzhak Danya over, and Itzhak and Danya went into the audience to get the guy in the maroon sweater, <laughs> and then Fadida went into the audience and pulled the guy with the green sweater into the dancing, and it, it, for a moment... He, he stood there and danced for 15 minutes, but for the first moment he was smiling. Yeah. So,
0: you know, so we can safely say everybody who came tonight had a good time. You know what's funny, and Miriam has pointed this out about Jewish music a hundred times, but you know what's funny? The, we, we start off the evening, and it really, I start saying to myself, oh no... Right. This, this crowd, you know, forget about participating at all. But we, we had this vision that they actually would get up and dance, that right. there would there would be an excitement that's generated toward the end of this program that would really, you know, make the Jews of Venice remember the night. Correct. You know, that's what we thought. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, oh, no. and then all of a sudden, the power of music starts to envelop the area, and the ghetto is filled with. And we and we purposely walked out just to envision all these hundreds of years of Jewish history that this music that we brought here is filling the ghetto square. Which is unbelievable if you think of it, and anybody who's been to Venice, of many of our listeners have, they can appreciate what we're talking about. And thank God As the evening progressed As you described it It's a You're working hard at it Everybody worked hard at it And everyone started getting into and, it And I think
14: that Maybe last night I was a little bit less worried About it But again You know Because you come into A different country A complete language barrier You know In many cases Although we found that Most of these kids speak English right. We had In the place we ate last night We had a group of About 60 Banakiva Italian Banakiva kids Eating dinner with us And while we were singing Zmirot We got up And went into the other room And we were singing everybody was really Singing together It's sort of was the first moment of the Jewish Unity, Unity Initiative coming to life for the people that we, you know, that we came to, to see in Italy, and, uh, and and at that point I had a little bit more faith that tonight would go, you know, as well as it did. But uh, you know, it's always you know you're coming into a place. They don't know who it's like Daniela is, they don't know who Daniela Aviel is, but ultimately it really is, was very special. I mean, it was really, you'll go back and watch, a solid oh, half hour of dancing. It was You know, it was really amazing. And
0: it's funny you say that, because the people who did recognize them, YouTube, etc., were like, stunned that they're here visiting Venice and providing this to right. everybody. Um, it's JM in the AM, we're wrapping up our uh, visit to Venice on a Saturday night. Actually, we're going to be wrapping up our visit to Venice a couple of days from now, but we're wrapping up our... Presentation of the um, uh, concert performance or Melv performance here in Venice, Italy, and um, al Wallach is here. She's used to these Saturday nights of great Jewish music. Just ask her. She was there last week. Right, it's where been two Saturday, Saturday nights Saturday of in a row. Music. A shout out to Ezra Wallach.
13: Yes, shout out to Ezra. Who, who had his Bar
0: Mitzvah celebration last week. 2500 uh, hits. Now we more than that. We we have. Um, <laughs> I keep watching it. We have, um, and a lot of people already know this at this point. We have a very interesting team. And at the top of the team... We have a fantastic team. Yeah, very interesting team. Right. And at the top of the team are the two of us. Well, and you're at the top yeah, well, of the Yeah, well, okay, team. yeah. But but anybody who's familiar with the way events like this work <laughs> know that there is a, a certain vision, a certain uh, desire to get out there and accomplish something in the Jewish world. I'm not even saying Jewish music world. I'm saying in the Jewish world. Make an impact internationally in the Jewish world. And then there's... Somebody at my side who says that's the rid- most ridiculous idea I ever heard, or this is something that and actually. And then there's mirrors. <laughs> Right, <laughs> right I'm not
13: that person. Or this is
0: something that actually right. might work. Right.
13: So, I'm yeah, not the I'm sure adult. That,
0: that's true, by the way. In the context of this, I really should have <laughs> right. <include> Mark <laughs> <laughs> So, it, it was months ago, and people wonder about how long these things take. It was months ago when this idea first came up. 500 years of the ghetto, obviously very significant. You, through a uh, chance email, meet uh, Barbara Del Mercado, who we've been thanking for the last couple Correct. of days, who is in charge. Oh, Barbara's here. Barbara, we just mentioned you on the radio. You can't have, leave yet. We've given and Barbara a
13: major title yeah, bump. This and Barbara,
0: <laughs> Barbara's in charge of the 500th commemoration. She's the
13: person, in our opinion, who's in charge of the entire commemoration. Right, the entire, commemoration. The commemoration.
0: The right. entire commemoration, certainly. Right. And you make contact with Barbara, an email that she still says to this day, thank God she answered. Yep. And I said to her earlier uh, tonight. I said to her when we were first in your office. This was back in September. I said, Mary Wallach and I are in your office, and we're telling you what our vision is for the couple of days that everyone's going to be here in Venice. Right. She's
13: like these are the two nuttiest Americans so I've, I've ever seen
0: in my life. So I said, Did you think at that point <laughs> that we would possibly pull this off? Because I'm sure most ideas like this, you know, right. fall by the wayside. And she said, Where is she? We'd love to get her to say this. She said. Barbara, get over here. Barbara's hiding. Barbara, t- take the, micro- take <laughs> the, micro- take shy, the no microphone from Miriam Wallach for a moment to, for all of our listeners <laughs> to hear you, and, and tell my <laughs> well, listeners, every day in our Tell lives. yeah, this is exactly what always goes on, <laughs> yeah. tell my listeners and the people watching on video, when I asked you earlier tonight, when we were sitting in your office two months ago and telling you all of this, our vision for this evening and for our visit, what you thought, if you thought this was a crazy idea that would never happen, what
11: was your answer to me? I said, and I mean it, that you sounded so determined. I never doubted for one second that it was going to happen. What I didn't know was that it was
3: going to be such a nice evening, of course, because that, who knows, you never know. But no, I never d- doubted the moment. I mean it.
0: So we both put on a good act.
4: Huh? <laughs> <laughs>
3: She's not related
4: to us.
0: <laughs> well, Barbara, I, that was very Barbara touching to me. That. You said that to me earlier Thank privately, you. and that was very touching to me that our dedication and commitment to this uh, it allowed you. it to go forward, obviously with your help, and we can't thank you no. enough, but allowed us to come forward and to be here on this special Shabbat and tonight and for the rest of our broadcast to do this uh, for our listeners. So I, we salute you, because what you've done, you really brought the 500th to the world because you coordinated Correct. a beautiful program, and then you included us at the very end of this thank year, you, which Barbara. we really appreciate. A round of applause for Barbara, there everybody.
11: You thank yeah. you, Barbara. Thank That's you. A, thank you. Thank you for bringing
3: all the people that were here Together thank and you. I mean really together. I, so that okay. was the strongest feeling tonight. So thank you for it was a good tragic. feeling of
0: unity. Thank God.
5: <laughs>
13: thank
0: you. How are we doing on time there, ZK? We're okay.
13: You can say whatever you want. I, I? Yes, you can go.
0: Thank you, Barbara. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Right. Thank you. Thank you. You haven't heard the last of us, Barbara.
13: Yeah, I think that's also what she's worried about. <laughs> Finally, uh, Miriam Wallach. Hey.
0: <laughs> this is a. You've been here the whole night. <laughs> <laughs> this is a remarkable. Uh, uh, um, and I remember, again, I remember this from Paris. Um, that hour after the concert gives yes. us an opportunity to just reflect on on this whole uh, concept that we have brought to the world. I mean, I I don't think there was a Jewish music or Jewish unity initiative based on Jewish music before the Nahum Segal Network. Now we have Lanyard. As far as that, yeah, now, it's now we're official. official with our Lanyard exactly. and everything. Um, and, uh, and we had the opportunity to reflect back at La Victoire. Last year, uh, right after the event, about how incredible it was and what it meant to the community. And we've discussed over the last year a million times uh, comments by the rabbi of the great synagogue in Paris and what he had to say. Tonight, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I was approached by the rabbi, Rabbi Bachbud, who we've met with now multiple times and spent Shabbos with. I was approached by him at the very end of the concert, just before the playing of Atikva. And he said to me, in Hebrew, he said... Our community needed this. Our community needs more unity. He said this to me. I would hope that that's enough to let us know that this was a worthwhile mission. But I turn to you to give me your thoughts in the aftermath of this event.
13: I don't. I don't know how I'm supposed to talk now. That was a good one, huh? Yeah. That's.
0: Uh, good timing on the part of the rabbi. Yeah.
13: Um, well, I. <laughs> I'm not sure that there isn't a Jewish community out there that isn't need, in need of some unity, and I think that Venice is a model for what can be accomplished when people come in with the right feelings and, and the right goals and are doing it lishma. We're, we're not doing it for any other reason. And somebody asked me today, like, "What are you really doing this for?"
0: I love that question. <laughs> what are you really doing this for? What are you getting for? out of it? And
13: I said, "I'm like, I just we just want Jews to sing together." And, you know, Yoni and I were in, watching the concert and enjoying Malava it. Malava the Malka. Malava Malka. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You knew anyway. we'd have that chance. Right. You knew we'd have that opportunity. Check. Okay. <laughs> we were watching the Malava Malka, and I said to Yoni, I'm like, it's really a very, very simple concept. It's a very simple equation. Get Jews together, and they sing together, and, and it's unifying. There's no greater unifier on the planet than Jews singing together. And I don't care what else you got going on. I don't care what politics are going on in your community. It, it just, it works. You know, it sounds funny. ridiculous, but it works.
0: And I said this earlier, and I'm sure you got it, but I'm going to reiterate. Um, you compare the beginning of the evening to the end. Mm-hmm. And there you oh. have the whole story. That's the whole story. Because yes. at the beginning, people are still right. with their own agendas and right. wondering what I should or shouldn't do in terms of participating. And
13: hesitant. And, and hesitant, and
0: hesitant h- to participate. And then all of a sudden, at some point, there's a turning point, And the entire place is up on
13: its feet. ZK and enjoying. is enjoying. I have no <laughs> <laughs> idea, right? Even ZK is enjoying. Oh, he's the cold. Universe. I'm going to freeze
4: up in a <laughs>
13: You know, there was 100% right, and also people are very inhibited, and you don't necessarily know how to just branch out and just let like let go, just let go and let the music take you. And at some point, and yes, Itzik worked tonight. Holy mackerel, did he work? He worked to get the crowd going. He certainly did, and he got it. And then the kids in the back. I mean, really, the kids led the adults. The kids led the adults. Their energy, they got it going. The dancing, the cheering, the singing, the everything. It really just kept the momentum going. And, you know, you and I had a very important moment when we stood outside in the ghetto. And we wanted to feel that the music had filled the ghetto. And it really had. It really had. And I said to you at one point that I have not yet looked at the ghetto without imagining thousands of Jews having to live here. Every time, I bet all of
0: our guests did the same thing. Every time you walk
13: through it, you, you have to through. say to
0: yourself, all oh, the thousands of Jews that were there hundreds of years ago and restricted to this area at night. There's uh, no question about it. And, and this is an opportunity to uh, to thank, because you and I are are most uh, are, are the ones who are most in touch with our supporters, who are most in touch with people like uh, Leon Goldenberg, mm-hmm. who, when he heard the word Venice...
13: That was it. He lit up.
0: That was it. He said, mm-hmm. "Whatever you guys need, Let us go, go to Venice. We know it's going to be good. He really wanted to be with us, Yep. wasn't able to. Um, we know that the people at Bartonura and the people at the Royal Wine Corporation, the Herzog family, and Kedem... Uh, They basically said, you know, here's what we have for you guys. Go and and do whatever you feel is necessary because they have always responded to us with good faith that they know if we put together a project, it's going to be one that's important and one that's successful. They get it. They get it. And of course, we're joined by our own supporters, people who are always... Uh, concerned about and dealing with the Jewish Unity Initiative uh, in the, the Jacob and Rosazada families, who are well represented by the leaders of their families at this event. And on top of that, I want to thank Robert ben Raimon, yep. who also designated funds for Venice specifically. and was as excited about this as he was about Paris. I remember the first time we walked into his office, and he did not know what it was we were there to ask him, and we said the words, you go'on, that and was he it. basically said, I am now right. part of the Jewish Unity Initiative. So we have, thank, we have to thank thank go'on <laughs> right, at he this was the point, and for the, being the Shadchan.
13: for I don't uh, think, Sheila and Robert. I don't think you realize, by the way, that we have picked up, by virtue of being in Venice, other... New members of the Jewish unity initiative That's true There are two couples who are here from Brooklyn right. Who we met Thursday night Correct And after the concert they looked at me and said We're going with you to Morocco Correct I said oh we're going okay, to Morocco well, I, I didn't okay. think this was
0: actually for, for publication at well, the whatever.
13: <laughs> Well whatever All the other agendas are out there and It's not like we have private lives <laughs> Yeah so but I,
0: I think that if we go to Morocco We're going to be inviting them along
13: Okay but that's not even the point They said right. whatever You know they're right. like Next We're, stop, we're they in. Want to be in We're in yeah. Wherever you are we're in I said it's because oh, it gosh, works Oh gosh thing's
0: actually growing it's actually growing. We're watching the yeah. Jewish Union Initiative grow as we continue. It's well, you, amazing. But you and
13: I comment like we've gone from me, you, and ZK hopping a flight to, to to Israel or whatever, and the three of us being more than enough. Now, production team meetings are seven people deep. Thank God. Thursday night, we're in, we're we're sitting there in the restaurant, and Fadida is staring there, going. Wow, that's a that's a lot of people you got for your. I'm like, of course, everyone has a component, everyone has a job, and there's, we're all needed. Like, you can't forget that. You can't leave anyone at home. Like, you can't leave anyone at home. We thank take this God, very seriously. We do take this very, very seriously. seriously. And I, I know you had a great opportunity with Stacey on the air, which was a phenomenal moment. Um, but from from my point, I need to thank. I'm, I'm thrilled to death that Stephen's here. And so
0: am I, by the way, because he he has said some amazing things about the Jewish Unity Initiative over Shabbos, I'll tell you that much. Very
13: inspirational. Very proud of all of this. Thank God. But it's, um, it's incredibly gratifying, not only to share it with your better half, but also, like, they get to see what we work so hard doing. You know, it, Mark and Michelle are here, Jamie and Yoey are here.
0: And Simon and Joe have yeah, their lives here, exactly. which is also an opportunity that like, This see what's is going what on. we
13: break our teeth over, and you get it. And for each one of them to have a, their own, like, like moment where it hit them, to me was also very significant like i'm happy that this worked tonight and i'm thrilled that venice came together tonight but i'm also happy that our spouses got to see like this is what you sacrifice for also no question yeah and our kids our kids are watching in israel That's our right. kids are our part uh, they also get. and the ones in america eventually go to yes. watch. yes so for everyone to finally see like this is what we this is this is did what we're doing. you Jamie's
0: husband, sir? I did. Because uh, now he sees the craziness that goes on every day in her life.
13: Yes, and he's like, "Oh, poor Jamie." Yeah, I feel so bad
0: <laughs> for my wife. I feel so bad for her that she's subject to this on a daily but basis. But working
13: hard at this is good work.
0: Well, there you have it. I thank both Mark and Miriam, and I really the entire staff. I Can mean,
13: I just thank Mark for a second? Yes, go right ahead. First of all, I mean, from Mark, one producer to another, Mark is really the adult of this relationship. Let's <laughs> be honest. Yes, hairbrained is a lovely way of putting it, and probably sugarcoating it a little bit. No, that's not
14: what you're going to do. This is what you're going to do. <laughs> exactly.
13: <laughs> this is. I, I couldn't work with anybody else on this. And I thank you very much, because I also know that when we have a crazy idea, we're handing it over to somebody who's going to not only take it incredibly seriously, like it was his own baby, but I don't have to worry.
0: I don't yeah. have to worry. Well, don't get me started on this thing with Mark, because I'll be here all day and all night.
13: Well, I, will you, about- you be more emotional than you were with <laughs> Stacey? I don't know. How that I don't know.
0: All I can tell you is that uh, there are a couple of people here that I've been working with for a very very, very long time. Yep. ZK and I joke that we have our own language. He knows exactly <laughs> what's in my head every second I'm doing a radio show. and what I, If I turn my head to him, he knows what I'm asking and that gives me the answer. And Mark Zamik knows that we have our own language that, uh, we ha- that allows us to communicate. And at this point, we know exactly what each other <laughs> are thinking.
14: ZK needs to learn when we're trying to hide something from you. He needs to participate <laughs> <Yes>. in that.
0: <laughs> and by the way, to, yes, show, to show ZK's loyalty, he's still not yeah. at the stage yeah. where we'll hide it from me. We will talk
13: about that in, off the in, in
0: fact, I walked up to him in the middle of the concert, right in the middle of the first How's your set. How's pig Latin? I ZK? walk up yeah. to him in the middle of the first set and I say, no lies, just tell me is everything okay. And he says, and ah!
4: there you go, no! there you go. Oh, no!
0: I'm telling no! you, you can't have a more loyal person than ZK. Yeah. No, but the, f- <laughs> the funny part
14: of it, we didn't tell the story when, when Fadita was here, the, we, the board that they brought didn't work. Right. And, and Fadita and the Chabad rabbi went out to a, I don't know, somewhere. Right. It, there was some karaoke bar in the neighborhood that started started late tonight right. because we were using their board. So
0: right. it was really amazing that he just managed to pull it all together. So, I just wanted to be assured everything was working fine. I thank you both. And thanks to the entire thank team. Uh, we want to thank uh, Jamie, Yoni, Avrami, Yegal. Uh, am I forgetting anybody? Mayor, Mayor, and Montes. Mayor Cruder. K-R-U-T-R dot com. <laughs> K-R-U-T-R dot com for your, all your photographic needs. Matis Weingast. Mayor Weingarten, Mayor Furtig, all of whom um, uh, were in sub roles or coordinating sub roles for JM and the AM. Mm-hmm. Are we running over? We are running over, everybody. So go now to the NSN Nachum Siegel Network app. Go to uh, the Nachum I'll Siegel Network app, and you can hear the rest of this show. We are going to be going overtime. Go to the Nachum Siegel Network app, and you can hear the rest of the show. Uh, and um, all the JM and the AM staff, of course, the Nachum Siegel Network staff, and all of our wonderful supporters of the Jewish Unity Initiative. And did I forget anybody? That's it. I think that's it for now. More coming up. And ZK, of course, our chief engineer. More coming up on a Monday as we start to close things off after an amazing Jewish Unity Initiative, Malava Malka in Venice, right here at JM in the AM.
2: Aguda go down, I go down, I go The trees hearing everyone who see singing melodies of what the world can be. The sun, the moon, the ocean stirring up emotion. Winds of change, fields of you and me.
0: J.M. and the AM, as we start to close things out, we are running overtime. I'm sure if you're listening now, you're probably on the NSN app or at NahumSiegel.com or any of our other digital platforms. Don't forget, you want to install the app so you can be part of our digital experience once we go all digital just a couple of weeks from now. Mayor Weingarten is coming up next with the Israel Show. Mayor Weingarten is coming up next with the Israel Show. Uh, Fear not. He'll be on, and he'll go until 10 a.m. Eastern time on our incredible Siegel network. All right, uh, so Mayor's on next. I want to remind everybody that tomorrow... The art gallery here in the uh, Venetian Jewish ghetto will be one of our uh, features. Uh, the Rabbi and Rebitson, Rabbi Bachbud and his Rebitzin will be stopping by. People who live in Venice will be with us as well. And uh, Dr. Joe Rosazada and Simon Jacob, who have been so instrumental in our Jewish Unity Initiative, are going to have comments for us as well on Tuesday's show. It's all coming up tomorrow on Tuesday's JM and AM. For those of you who are just tuning in, here's what you'll find on video uh, for the Monday morning show, and here's what you'll find in our archives when you go to Monday's show. ...of JM and the AM. We had our Jewish Museum visit in the first half of the show. We went through uh, the majority of the synagogues that are now in Venice... ...with a history of both the synagogues and of Venice itself. And, of course, we had the aftermath of our incredible Jewish music event... ...the Malava Malka here at Gimel Garden in the heart of the Venetian Jewish ghetto. If you missed any of today's show, Monday, go to the video section of NachumSiegel.com... ...go to the audio section any of our archives and enjoy our incredible presentation of a Monday broadcast. Tomorrow, our final day in Venice. You know the lineup. Make sure to be tuned in, and we'll have that for you coming up. And a big thank you to our friends at Bartonura. Uh, we'll be, um, we are recording this segment, as you know, on Saturday night, so we will be at the Bartonura winery on Sunday with a full report on Tuesdays. JM in the AM. I thank you all for listening in. Achenu be Israel, Anachnim Echem, our brothers and sisters of Israel. We are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 in the FM dial, broadcasting from Venice, around the world on the web at dot com, and of course on the NSN app. And tonight, or today, I should say, we could say Achenu be and Anachnim Echem, our brothers and sisters in Venice. We are with you, just like we declared a year ago, our brothers and sisters in France. We are with you. The Jewish Union Initiative continues, and I thank you so much for tuning in. Plenty more tomorrow from Venice. Remember the past. It's Nachum sigal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.